What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode, episode three of the Gamer Podcast. I am once again joined by my co-host. I am Antonius the Gamer. Uh, fellas, introduce yourselves once again to new audiences, returning audiences. Smith here. Right, this is SS Rank, Super SS Rank. Jordan well, present. Welcome back, y'all. Thank y'all for, for joining me for another episode. And uh, we decided uh, that we were going to make this kind of focus on more like more so one topic this time around. That topic being Street Fighter. Street Fighter 6, to be exact. Street Fighter 6 dropped, um, as of this recording, dropped on Friday, so a day ago. Um, but all week we've been seeing all of the, the, the reviews come in, the IGNs, the game spots, the, the skill ups, and everyone is kind of on the same page, we're getting 8s out of 10s, 9s out of 10s, 10s out of 10s for Street Fighter Six. You have um, content creators like uh, Maximilian Dude or Mavic Muscles who are raving about how, how good everything seems to be with the initial rollout of Street Fighter Six. And, I'm, you know, from my perspective, I, I think it's not too far off from what I expected to hear about it. You know, it's been kind of been marketed to us for a little bit over a year. And everything that was rolled out up to this point was solid you know there was a little bit of worry um on my end and i think more people's ends too about how the story mode was going to play out you know that was like one of the last trailers they released when it came to the story mode but everything else in terms of character design um art the color the way they were rolling out a lot of the classic characters and redesigns i wasn't mad at it i know there was a lot of pushback initially with uh cammy's design i thought it was a great uh, evolution for somebody who's been around for years and years and years and Ultimately, but before the game dropped, what did they do? They released a trailer that showed you that the classic char- uh, character designs were still there. You can still get Cammy in the skin-tight clothes for all y'all PC modders who want to go crazy. She's still available. <laughs> Don't y'all worry. You know, so, you know, that's just my introduction. Uh, I'll let you guys kick off in terms of, Jory, what did you think about uh, just the overall release of Street Fighter Six? Well, I heard that um, I heard that for people who pre-ordered the game, they didn't get their uh, pre-orders, so that was probably a bummer for them. Oh, what was yeah, it I heard. Um, I guess the special edition, maybe, or um, just pre-orders, because I got a buddy of mine. He was like, "Yo," he said, "Yo, they tripping with the pre-orders," so I think that's more to do with GameStop or something like that. Like the people, a lot of people weren't able to get their pre-orders, so he had to buy it digitally. Okay. Um, but you know that's that's real minor, dog. Um, that's the only thing I heard about. But um, I thought the the rollout was good. The anticipation was there. They did a smart thing by letting you play the game probably like a week early, mm-hmm. as far as the beta, like mm-hmm. probably two weeks earlier at, during the beta to get everybody. You know, like oh man, it's back, it's back. So um, I thought the rollout was good. I mean, everything, everything that they, they could have done, they did. I felt. Um, the character presentation, just the overall themes. Um, I think the world tour is probably what's going to get everybody, um, you know, in- interested. Because it's not like, okay, I, could, I guess I, I can be a part of the Street Fighter world. And what mm-hmm. they did with Metro City now, you know, given the, uh, just giving the, giving Street Fighter an actual universe. I think that's important. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I, we already, we were aware of it. But now we're really aware of it, you know. We mean uh, us and Tim. We spoke earlier on it about like, you know, look at what they did with Metro City. Are they going to in- incorporate other franchises that they're kind of sitting on, you know? And uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I think Street Fighter's back. 
Uh, me playing it as well, seeing what a lot of people are being able to do, they feel free to make combos almost. It's like it's, it's no restrictions as to how to play. You have to play exactly the way we want you to. Now, uh, a character or a person holding, playing as a character can actually have an identity as a Ryu player. Not a, that whole, we like Ant's Ryu, but, you know, Jory's Ryu is so, so different. You know, mm-hmm. we like Tim's Gaio, but Tim's Gaio is like a rushdown guy. I've never seen that before. You know, so now people, I think character, kind of like what Mortal Kombat was trying to do by giving you a different style, people are naturally doing this with Street Fighter characters. So I think that's cool. Okay. Tim, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm still a little bit skeptical. Uh, okay. <laughs> especially since from like how the last Street Fighter rolled out, I just kind of feel very strong damage control phase. Uh, I do appreciate the... You now see the Street Fighter world aging, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like these characters, like, you actually know what era of the story it is, it's in, because they've made that very clear from the first one. Like, alright, this is after Street Fighter 3. Alright, but what actually happened in Street Fighter 3? Because that, that series alone, or that phase of life, still has a lot of controversies and a lot of, like, plot holes in the story. Like, you know, when they switched the protagonist, uh, you know, Gil is the final villain, but what actually happened to Gil? Did his organization get dispersed? And that's why I kind of felt like the opportunity should have came in Street Fighter V, like, when, you know, when you saw the end of Shadowloot, I feel like we should have got, like, an epilogue story for Street Fighter Three as well, since it's basically the prologue to three. Tim. Mm. Tim. What happened? Listen, they, they, uh, <laughs> you ready? Right. They, they ended Street Fighter's three story in the comic book, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex absorbed Gil. And, <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> okay, all right. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just gave uh, just gave me something to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Star like, Wars, um, Star Wars I don't know. I don't know if it's canon, but I got the Street Fighter comics here, you know, because I fought, I like the artist, Alvin Lee, and um, now it's I, it's, I guess it's Jeffrey Chamba Cruz. And, yeah, so the fight got wacky, man, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think uh, I could It was hard to read, man. I just I was just like, okay. Alex absorbed Gil, then Gil took over his body, you know, did a couple of rounds with Ryu, then Akuma came out of nowhere from the sun, grabbed Gil. You already knew how that went down. Okay. And then Gil, resurrection. And then Gil was like, man, you know what? I think I'm going to go to Florida. You know, something like that. It was, it was, it was wild. I, 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 I have the book here, but when I was looking at what was going on, you know, you skim through the pages of a comic book just to see. Yeah, it was... Okay. I'm. A, I'll clarify. You know, you people are welcome to you know correct me, but I'm gonna go back and read the books. But like, I remember clearly, Alex turned red and blue. Um, that, you know that's fine. Um, like I said, Star Wars does it all. Like they go from an animated series to a movie to a book to a comic. So maybe I just did not. And I, I personally think that's horrible. I yeah, I agree. I don't I I was <laughs> we talked about this on the first episode, you, but I was never a fan of Mortal Kombat kinda like, hey, there's a lot more continuity happening in the comic series as you should also cop. I'm like, I'm I don't 
I don't believe in trying to force a particular audience to adapt another media platform, right? Like, if I want to play a fighting game for a fighting game story, I shouldn't then have to read the comics. I mean, granted, I do enjoy comics, but I shouldn't have to read the comics to kind of know what happened between games. There should be some level of completion or continuity where I don't have to hit the the Street Fighter wiki to know what happened in between these games. But sorry, Tim, not to cut you off. I know you're gonna uh, you're gonna give me your overall thoughts. Yeah, uh, my final point was like once again they did the whole oh yeah certain characters got cut, but even though you already showed us because you remember Anthony in the beginning when I showed you the the picture of all the characters that were in it. Mm-hmm. So, and then you know, apparently, right, you know, before near launch, you see four characters got cut for season one DLC. And, it's, and of course, two of them are, I mean, actually, no, one of them is a classic character, again, which mm-hmm. is a, um, well, we have a new character named Aki. And then you have two characters who were, one was a, a mainline character in the, um, Street Fighter Five, and then the other one was DLC. And that's Ed and Rashid. And I was like, okay, so we're doing this cycle again. Right. Like, hey, we're paying for Akuma again. Yeah. Yeah. It's come to the point, like, is Akuma now the Virgil of Street Fighter? Like, every time when we get a new Street Fighter, we got to pay for this dude again? You, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a yeah, good comparison. Yeah, they want that yeah. money, man. <laughs> they want that money, man. Yeah, Virgil that's crazy. comparison. Wow. Yeah. I guess for me overall, I think, um, like I said, I think the rollout was 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 fine. I think the reveal and drip feed of information was cool. Um, I'm there's not really as opposed to five where I had a couple of hesitations where everyone's redesign. I felt like everyone's redesign of them getting older made sense. I mean, obviously there was a little bit of like I don't say controversy, but discussion out the gate when the pictures leaked and you see like a bunny looking Ken and everyone's like, oh Ken. Looks like he's on, you know, uh, uh, unaliving watch, you know, in, in his in his photo, and you know, you come to find out, yeah, he's on hard times, but he's not like a bum, right? So I think everyone's designs, for the most part, was a lot better, especially in comparison to five. You know, I feel like everyone's uh, natural uh, aging, you know, just kind of fit. I think the new characters spice things up um, a bit. I think Capcom has gotten a lot better at introducing new characters. You know, with uh, four and even five, there was a couple of characters like, why is this person on this roster? They're so generic or so just, there's nothing about the design that makes you want to kind of like pick them over like the, the classic eight. And I feel like six kind of gave you, <laughs> even able to be honest. <laughs> able, just a waste of space. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> generic or generic. The most um, is Kimberly and yes. Lily. Because you mm-hmm. find out Kimberly is actually from T Hawk's tribe, mm-hmm. and of course, like you know, Kimberly has like relations to a um, not, um to Guy, the ninja. Yeah. So, and, then, and I felt like those were very excellent ties. Like even this Jamie character, that's Jun and Yang's cousin, and things of that nature. So, I I do like the the introduction of like certain new characters with a familiar twist to them. Yeah. It wasn't something where, uh, like you said, like if the roster is going to get cut, which it always does in all these modern fighting games, it's not one of those things where it's the usual, like, why wouldn't this person be here, right? You kind of get this thing of, like, even if they weren't available, quote-unquote, for this roster, like you said, you have Young and Yang's cousin. It's like the people who aren't on the roster are still referenced in some way to let you know that, hey, they're somewhere in this universe. They didn't just disappear. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool.
And then you know the last thing about what Joey said about making Metro City like this hub world. I did appreciate that because I, especially when it came around to like Street Fighter Four and Street Fighter Five, I really did love the inclusion of more Final Fight characters. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in Street Fighter Five, you find out Cody's mayor now, so they finally retired Matt Hager and things of that nature. Remember, we played Matt Hager in, in um, Ultimate on um, Marvel versus Capcom, so. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love the references that are going around, and it's all, like, they're kind of, like how you said, making a universe. Now, hopefully, Rival Schools gets more of that same treatment. Yes. And, yes. and you know, you know, if they really wanted to, like, kind of, like, pass down the torch to a younger generation, like, I think that had been the easiest transition for them to do versus them giving us a Luke. Like, you know, like, Batsu would have made a great transition. Like what? Batsu influenced by Ryu actually getting training? Oh yeah, I'm down for that. And Kiyosuke learning from whoever he decided to learn from, if whether it be Ken or whoever, his style is altered, but still him. Kasaku is already a part of that world, right? You know, mm-hmm. prime example of like this transition works. And then even when you find out what Luke's main character actually is in the game, I was like, so. You basically hype this, like, oh, yeah, he's the future of Street Fighter. But then you find out what his real role is, like, not really. Yeah, he's like Ryu Light. He's not really, you know, like, he's kind of ushering the new generation, but he's not. Important. The, right. He's, he's not, like, the protagonist. Any can, I, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Right. Okay. From, from now, because from, I noticed this happened to me. From now seeing the rollout. How much of Jamie and Luke do you guys see in Street Fighter? Is now do you feel like they're like, yo, these guys were just placeholders? In a sense, like, cause I feel like now Ryu overshadows him without even being on the cover, and Ken does as well. It's weird. Like the old characters kind of like take more of a forward um, footprint over them. Cause I, I forgot about Jamie. Not to say he's a bad character design, but I wasn't. I, when people were playing, they weren't picking Jamie's. It wasn't a lot of Jamie's when we played on um, online. Mm-hmm. It was some Jamie's, but it was it was Ken's, Ryu's, uh, Chun Li's. Oh, um, you know, um, I feel the best time to really like see you know the the development of who becomes the, the new character for certain people is when tournaments come around. Because I just I definitely especially the way how esports is now. I do feel like that's the best thing to really, like, who's really gotten to know these characters, like their exploits and everything else, and see how they actually play in the long run. Because, like, yes, like, you know, you know, the Ryu, the, the Ryu's, the Giles, the Chun-Li's, like, yes, those are staple characters. Like, I've seen, even people with E-Honda, like, I've seen people dominate already. But I would love to see, like, you know, in terms of these new characters, how they really fleshed them out. So I mean I do feel like in um as tournaments come around we'll see get to see more of that. And I'm I'm saying that as far as like the story, you know what I'm saying? Cuz I I I'm, I watched the story yeah. online. The story's draft. Yeah, and not everybody's arcade mode and like I ain't going to lie, Jamie and Luke, like they don't their stories don't propel them past Ryu or Ken. Like that's what I was trying to say like even if they play well like, I feel like marketing-wise, if I'm someone who's watching this and you're telling me to pick up these characters from the cover, mm-hmm. they, they, they they don't stack up to what's already existing. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Like, I, you showing Ryu less and Ken less doesn't help because Guy was still right there. Yeah. I think Jamie's to be determined, in my opinion. I think Luke, he was maybe just the victim of uh, bad timing, right? Of, like, Street Fighter Five has had such had such a, a, um, a rocky rollout, even with the, you know, additional season passes and, and patches to the game and things like that. So he, he gets released towards the tail end of the game, right? Where he's like, he's in like the, either the second to last or last character pass, you know? And then even in this game, this is essentially Capcom's damage control, right? Street Fighter Six to a certain degree. So it's harder to lean into him as like a newer protagonist when it's like you have to fix so much that went left with five that it's hard to kind of really let him shine the way they might have wanted to because it's like, well, we also got to retroactively fix like everything about the, uh, that went wrong with five, you know? So it's and like, so to now- me, it's like six, the, the story mode. Yeah, it wasn't great. It definitely wasn't great, but I think they're trying to set the blueprints back of like, if you want Luke to play a bigger role down the road, here would kind of be the best way, right? Of like, he's, he's a little bit older. He's a little bit more mature. He's still clearly not in, you know, the, the top eight in terms of the original fighter t- uh, tier, but we're kind of setting the blueprint for him to kind of be the, Again, the face, right, of whatever comes next, franchise-wise. I'm just like, okay, because for me, in my head, I'm like, wait, why don't you just use Matsu and Kiyosuke? They fit that role more. I feel like they fit better than, like, if you were to put them next to a jury, I want you to make a decision. We got these two to be rivals and these two to be rivals from rival school. Uh, what do you think we should, would be a better placement for to move on to the next generation if you want people to like these characters in Street Fighter? I said, well, you know, why don't we go Batsu? And these guys can be DLC. Well, I don't think you can do that because I, the reality is unless you're a, a really uh, hardcore um, fighting game, you know, like if you're really into like the lore, the reality is we haven't seen rival schools in its own proper game since the PlayStation. So you're asking a lot of people who are going to be newcomers or maybe returning to Street Fighter after years and years and years to be like, hey, by the way, this game from like 1999. Yeah, these guys are the new protagonists now. I hope you guys play Rival but, Schools. But um, what's the name? Akira was well received, though. As a DLC you know, so character. Yeah. Okay. You're no, saying get, to make them the protagonist. I'm like, I don't think they can be the protagonist. I get where both of your points are coming from because like, yes, even with the last season rollout, like, yeah. The first two characters, I was like, all right, so Dan and Rose, we're paying for Dan and Rose. Okay, skip over that. Um, but then, all right, Oro. Oro is a character that a lot of people have been wanting back for so long because like, he was just goofy. Mm-hmm. And he, the original spirit bomb, mm-hmm. boom. And then, of course, Akira, I was like, oh, wow. They tied that in very, very, very nice. And then, you know, so the buildup was nice. Like, so Oro, Akira, okay, all right, this final character is going to knock us out the park. Who could it? Uh, who could it be? Okay. Um, I, I mean, he, he's flashy, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, oh yes, he's the future of Street Fighter. And I just kind of felt like, in terms of what they did with this story around, they kind of just dropped the ball. Like, yes, the story focuses more about like your custom character navigating the world. That's cool and all, but I feel like, especially what they did with the story DLC that they the free story DLC that they did in five, where it was more character folk, the character focus of the original characters and then their fight with Shadowloo, I kind of felt like that, that took a step back, you know? Like, yes, you know, you still face the big bad, 
but you face him as your custom character versus the actual um, characters in the story. Mm-hmm. I guess it's JP, you mean, right? Huh? JP? No, you're. Oh, okay, okay. You're you're literally your custom character, and you're just literally just going through the world, and then uh, yeah, of course, JP is the villain, of course. Yeah, any, okay. Any dude, any dude with psycho power that's old. Is, is the <laughs> I mean, seeing seeing his storyline, he doesn't seem that kind of. A, he's not even after world domination. It's like his motives don't even. They're not even threatening. They're just like it, it's almost like a Kira's situation. It's just more of a uh, within the vicinity type of threat. But it's not like he's not like a, a, a Lord Bison or Seth. Seth had more menacing plans. But even I, guilt to a degree. But I think they're, and again, we talked about this in group chat, but I, I think it's one of those things where they might be, especially with, again, how much damage control they had to do, they're probably afraid to establish another big bad, right? Because the reality is, it's like Bison is an iconic villain. He really is. You know, as much as he's been kind of overused over the past few years, he's really cemented. Like when you think of Street Fighter, you think of fighting Sagat and you think of fighting Bison. And I think with them getting him out of the story proper, Right, it's kind of like, well, you don't, you don't do think we, it's Seth. I think Seth could be a great villain, personally, you know. But it's, it's. Oh, sorry, Timmy, I couldn't hear you. What you said? No, it's like no. I get what you're saying because, like, all right, but then see, that's the confusion. What Five did It's like, all right, so Five, you basically gave us all the villains from every single era. Like, well, Sagat is no longer a villain. Mm-hmm. He's found a new way of life. So he's basically like the guy who wants redemption now in life. All right, yes, Bison finally got rid of him. And then now I finally actually figured out what happened to Gil. So you asked him out. Cool. Now, so basically the only real kind of villains-ish that are still left is Akuma and Gil's younger brother, Yuri. Yuri. So it's kind of like, all right, where's... Oh, and then now, since you brought back Seth and another body, what is the... where? Where are these characters? Because... Like, yes, when you play Ed's arcade mode, you find out, like, Seth is kind of, like, chasing Ed and his neo Shadowloo group because they have place in them. But when he fights them, he kind of goes into, like, a madness state. But then, all right, so, like, did they kill this dude off screen? Or... Mm-hmm. So where is he? But I guess we'll find out the future of the DLC, as we usually do. Yeah, that's true. I, I think we, we, we've kind of covered enough of what we know, right, to move on. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where, again, like, not to shoot them bail, because I think if you're going to introduce, like, this, essentially your version of Mortal Kombat Deception story mode, right, it still has to have some type of coherency to it. But given all the things that they were trying to redo at once, where, you know, again, the game had to have a solid roster, the game had to have a netcode that made sense for online, um, the character designs and character revamps all have to make sense. Like, I think Capcom, if, if the story mode is the weakest part of a fighting game, which is something we've kind of come to expect over the years, I'm not mad. Especially Street Fighter, which has gotten very, very convoluted over the years. You know, especially when it comes to determining what's an accurate story, what's not, what's a retcon, what's not. Who, you know, so. who is Ryu's dad? <laughs> right. And then, you know, once, uh, in uh, one instance, yeah, Kuma killed Gokin. Oh, no, just kidding. Gokin survived. But now he's nowhere to be found. It's like, ah, wow, right? I, he, I guess. He, he, went to, he went to sleep for a year because he, he got knocked out. Right. He year. got put into a coma by the raging yeah. demon. Got it. 
okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like uh, what 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 is what is canon here? What is the storyline of this game? Uh, but yeah. to segue into our, our next topic is uh, Tim, you brought us up earlier, right? Which is the DLC announcements and the DLC rollouts, and you know uh, whether or not it's good or bad. Now, for me, you know we talked about this in previous episodes. I talked about it with you guys separately. I don't. I'm not a fan of the DLC rollout for any roster of any modern fighting game ever. I think. They're all very uh, predatory across the board where here it is, you know, again, it was a leaked image, but it seemed like the initial roster was going to be 22 to 23 characters. Exactly. But instead we come to find out it's 18 characters and the first four characters we saw on that are DLC, including, like Tim said, Akuma. And I talked about this on the first episode when it came to uh, Mortal Kombat, but at a certain point, as a fighting game fan, you have to get tired, or I get tired, of having to repay for the same characters, of having to uh, almost do a, a coin toss when it comes to, okay, is this character returning in the base roster, or do I have to pay for him again? You know, so I wanted to know, like, what are your guys' thoughts when it comes to, to the DLC, right? Like, you know, Tim announced who the characters are. I, It's fine, right? I think it's... They're okay choices. I think we've, we've uh, seen in previous games of other franchises that usually season pass one is like a decent choice. And then season pass two and three is when they kind of get really crazy in character roster. How do you guys feel about how they're rolling out the DLC for this game? Um, well, I mean, there's only one character that I'm actually looking forward to is the, the new character, obviously. The one new character, which is Aki. Um, I think that, huh? It's A dot K dot I. Okay. You you can say Aki if you want. I just you know just letting you know. Uh, yeah. Um. I I mean I really like her design. She uh she gives me a lot of mis- mystery, and so I'm really looking forward to see how she plays out. I feel like out of all the new characters that are women, she's the only one that looks like evil in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, Jury. We already know about Jury. Like, but then she's a fan favorite now. And then, you know, the rest of them, you know, are a bit more like middle ground, but then enjoyable characters. So I'm really interested interested to see, like, how she plays out. Ed and Rashid, um, I mean, to be honest, I felt like, you know, they should have gave Ed a little bit more focus. Because I kind of feel like he should be a more interesting character than Luke. Because technically, you know, he's the last of, him and his group are the last of Bison's bodies. Mm-hmm. It's close. It's close. Or like the or like the you know, Orochimaru style, like he was supposed to be the new host for mm-hmm. him to pass on to, and then, you know, so he's a basically a fusion of like you know, because Balrog was the one who trained him, so he has Balrog's fighting style infused with psycho power. So I felt like he added a, a lot of interesting twist to his story. Mm-hmm. Um, Nasheed, you know, the turbulent wind. Um, let's just hope. <laughs> <laughs> less controversy again this time around and give this man an actual more present stage to fight on. Um, but now, you know, Akuma's back, okay? I love his new design. I love, like, he's really aging now. Like, you're seeing, like, wow, like, Akuma, like, once again, looks very beast, but, like, in a very cool way. But, you know, <clears throat> I feel like they're kind of, like, pushing this whole his road with the Satsuki Dahado a little bit too much now because, like, in Street Fighter 4, we basically got 
who would he, who would he turn into if he fully embraced it? Mm-hmm. That's what the character only was. Right. Kind of like, mm-hmm. are you going to see a return? Wasted potential. Yes. Are we going to see a return of Oni, or are we still are going to be on this 75% full power Akuma that he doesn't want to, like, fully go there? Do you guys feel like, uh, yeah, before I get, uh, ask for your thoughts, story, do you guys feel like Rashid uh, warrants being DLC? Uh, if, if any new character had a return from 5, right? If it had to be a Street Fighter 5 character, do you feel like he was the best choice from the new characters we had? No. To return? Yeah. No. That's why I, I kind of felt that way too. I'm like, ah. I mean, he's a cool a design. A Don. A Don. A lot of people don't a, like a Don. How does DLC I, It's because of his voice. They got to fix his voice. If they fit, because a Don's, if you hear, if you see a Don, right, they make him to to be a very, um, a Don's fighting style is fire. Like Adon plays amazing. It's his voice. Um, for 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 what he stands for, I guess his voice doesn't match up because mm. he's not a weasel. He actually has a level of honor, mm. a high level of honor. Um, so you know, I, yeah, that's that's mainly why it's his voice. He has the um, what the what's not the Roger Klotz from from Doug. You know what I'm saying? Effect. You know, it's not it's not an appealing. A strong, strong look, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, what's that kid, Mike from uh, Stranger Things? If he could fight, you know what I'm saying? Like, so oh. it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it doesn't it doesn't really work. I guess that's why it doesn't work with people. I so I thought <clears throat> there was a um, I think a Don would have been a, a more interesting pick, or, or you know, Sean. There's many people that you, Elena. Many people you could put over. Uh, Makoto, I forgot about her. Makoto. Mm-hmm. I want to see how her redesign is going to look, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people I would have put over. Um, Rashid, man. I mean, like, Rashid is, doesn't just it doesn't stick out to me, man. Like, he, he's not rememberable. He's almost I, as forgettable as El Fuerte. No, I, no, 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 no. I you think, strongly You disagree. like El Fuerte? I don't like El Fuerte, but... I wouldn't put him and Rashid in the same um, category. I think El, what El Forte, he fell victim to being the least interesting wrestler character in Street Fighter, right? It's like, okay. bro, you got to compare El Forte, which again, you know, it's it's Nacho Libre. Let's just call it for what it is. You got to compare Nacho Libre to Zangief. You know what I'm saying? Iconic wrestler. And then Armika, who's basically a cosplayer's, you know, but dream, <laughs> he just he just don't stand. He, he, it just it's just not enough of a compelling argument as a wrestler type character compared to those two. Whereas Rashid, I think again his design is, I thought stood out. You know, like you said last time, the whole scouter thing. It, you know, it's there's a lot of ways in which he stands out. It's just impression wise, I would agree he didn't make enough of an impression to me. Like, oh man, I can't wait to see what they do with him next game. If he had gotten yeah, cut, could've... I would have been like, yeah, whatever. You could, I don't like. You could have easily taken a. There's so much inspiration to draw for, man. Like, I mean, you know, hey, let's make a dark Aladdin, with the charm and the the coolness or something like that. I don't like. There's something you could have, you could have did many things that were interesting. You got um, Altair. Let's no, let's make a cool version of Ezio in the Street Fighter universe. You could have did many things to make him like 
uh, make them work flawlessly. I know thousands of um, of characters of Arabian descent that I would have picked to model off for that were cool. Mm. You know, like you know, um, like uh, Prince. I love Prince's character in Prince of Persia. You know, um, throughout the Prince of Persia games and sequels, I thought he was a very he was wise in his own cultural way, and it was just like, and when I say this, it was like his wisdom can only be found through him and through how he lived and where he lived, you know, like, that's what I, I kind of like, like, they, he has a different approach to life where, you know, these characters, you can kind of like, you know, make them interesting because of where they come from. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the Chad of his, of his uh, region. That's how the Chads look over there. You know what I'm saying? RRR. Is it RRR? RRR. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. You know, I know that you know there's you there's characters you could have taken inspiration from to make cool man like it's not hard i just i just i didn't know man i felt like they didn't know what they made rashid jump for no reason it's like okay that could work but yeah. like or one of my favorite bollywood movies of all time singham y'all ever seen it no 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 you gotta let me see it you, you gotta, it's, you gotta. On, it's, it's uh it's on i think it's on netflix where they kind of rotated off netflix here and there it's essentially this guy he uh decides to become uh, his town's uh, sheriff uh, due to the corruption in the town and it is hilarious like i mean granted it, it kind of walks the fine line right because bollywood gets a little you know it's, it's like a parody essentially but yeah. in terms of when you talk about like chat energy you know like the pose full beard energy slap someone off of a moving vehicle energy sing hum. amazing okay. yeah will recommend 1000 percent. a little bit older of a movie, but I mean, I would have, you know, as someone who's non-Indian, right, I don't want to come across offensive, but I'm like, that would have been something I would have liked to see from an Indian character. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like that's where Street Fighter is like, especially like, you know, sometimes when you go to those very old arcade games, they don't really explore that lore that much. Like, you know, especially as we transition into more of this cinematic story-driven world now i kind of feel like that's where capcom's achilles heel they need to start to really make these story moments mm. really i would say because they have like how you said they have a lot of interesting characters bro like you know you have the younger rival schools generation with soccer and her friends you have you know the classic um the members like ehonda dalsum and then their progression as characters over time you know, Zongef, uh, Ryu, their Ken and their rivalry. And like, remember, you find out Ken is actually rich. Like, that would be interesting to actually explore. Metro City with the Mad Gear gang, those type of things. It's like, when are we going to truly explore all of these elements? Right. Because that Tim, would that would make us care about the characters more. Mm-hmm. Tim, Tim, see, like what you because what you what you say to do damage control. In my opinion, um, you know, I'm 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 glad at how it rolled out, you know, um, but I think it's it's always it's always bad to kind of when you're down the line in story to now give your characters lore because now it's like 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 now when, what I mean is like it's it's a lot harder because everything's convoluted. Everything is like yo, what's going on? Who's who? You're retconning things without retconning things, and people are noticing. That's what I mean. So now, now you want to give lore. It's, it's not going to make as much sense as much as you would like it to, because there's too many things that took place now. 
right? see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You know basically, what I'm saying? So, it's like with Street Fighter, you're right, because it's, it's like they, Capcom kind of picked and choose what counted as being story and what wasn't. It wasn't, this is after it wasn't there wasn't a, this is before a crossover. Five. Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? Yeah, so Ryu did like, beat Sagat, but then all this happened, but then some of that things that did happen didn't happen. It's like, oh, okay, so what is. So. What is this? So, Char- so Charlie came back, and Nakali, when Nakali was just Plato Man, made by uh, Gil, because he he's the Avatar. At the same time, he's a great Earthbender. You know what I'm saying? So now you're doing all these things. Um, you might as well just reboot and give yourself time to write everybody fleshed out and have a plan for every character and where they're going to come into. Because what happened to SIN? All of a sudden, it's, it's just gone? This was the rival to Bison's um, shadow. True. True, true. You know what I'm saying? And this is where y'all was going with Seth and Street Fighter 4. You know what I'm saying? And AI, now an AI decides to learn the fighting styles of a thousand of, um, of fighters around the world. You know, I want to... That's a more menacing idea, you know, now that we're going this uh, AI route. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You guys were... You guys were predating, you know. Now we have AIs that can copy art, speech. Now we have AIs that can copy fighting. Who's gonna win, the spirit of a man or versus machine? You know what I'm saying? You had you had great concepts, and I felt like you needed to reboot. You know, like so you got to give yourself time to flush out the characters. That would now Oro makes sense. Where's Oro now? How old is Oro? Why is he Brazilian? Why does he look like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These these character designs they kind of they're kind of wild. You know, you have Rufus. Where does Rufus come from? Why you know what I'm saying? All these characters like you right. know these characters don't matter now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and what about the characters from the EX Plus? Don't they count? Or, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think. Apparently not. <laughs> so, so now, now, like, if you want to invest in a storyline, you're going to have to go to those extremes. Because we don't forget. Like, yo, we're going to play Street Fighter 3. We're going to scratch your head. We're going to play Street Fighter Alpha. Alpha Strike. And there's characters that haven't returned since. Yeah. Yeah, that's You know true. what I'm saying? Um, now Ken is rich, but nobody knows that. Nobody knows Ken is rich. No, a lot of people don't even know Ken is related to the guy through me, um through their sisters being met. He's brother-in-law, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. So I think I think you need. I think when companies do this because they don't plan, right? Nobody thought people would be paying attention to storyline until um, Tekken did it, until Mortal Kombat ran away with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To this day, Mortal as much as Mortal Kombat, those 3D errors were trash. Nobody's touching a storyline. Nobody. That is an award-winning story, in my opinion. Uh, Deadly Alliance, Armageddon, uh, <clears throat> Deception, Armageddon. It's true. When you look at Mortal Kombat, it's weird. I don't want to like get it too far off Capcom, but it is weird. Yeah, that yeah. It's uh, the world of Mortal Kombat doesn't translate as well to other forms of media. Right, it's like we can't seem to get a really good Mortal Kombat movie or even a Mortal Kombat series. And you're right, it, like it's probably the most lore-rich fighting game world we have. Of like the story is all right there. It's all there. Oh, you can't, you can't. You just don't have the the people that have respect the material. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Mm-hmm. You get you Fair get enough. someone who doesn't look like Luke Kane to play Luke Kane. You get someone who doesn't resemble the physique of of kung lao to play kung lao you know what i'm saying or you don't you don't respect any of the properties like you know like that's fair they're looking more to cash in on the name and the, and the brand you have what's his name the guy what's the his name he's a phenomenal actor um martial arts actor uh he was in he was the fat dude in john wick 
He was Boyka in Undisputed with John, uh, Michael J. White. Mm. Scott Atkins. Mm. <laughs> His name is Scott. Uh, you don't know the actor? Oh, man. Okay. Um, you've seen. Um, man, you guys, you guys just don't know. Nah. <laughs> his, his name his name his name is Scott Atkins. He okay. was the fat guy in the suit. Yeah, I, I, I like yeah, but yeah. I, I don't so, no, you know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so cuz I follow martial artists mm. and you have you have guys like this that exist and you don't use them. You could have used the guy who played the Quantum Ranger who is the voice actor for um who played Kenshi in the web series on YouTube. He played Kenshi. I don't watch it. I know Tim did. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the web series. I didn't watch. The, yeah, so you know, Mortal Kombat fans don't kill me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um, not to go off too, not to go off topic, but um, yeah, like the media can translate. I think flawlessly. You just don't have the correct directors. If the guy from the raid got his hands Boy. on Mortal Woo. Kombat, mm. we, we wouldn't be. T- it's just we just don't have the people that care for the properties. I think um, the, um, the the producers are like, well, I know a guy. Hey, listen, just you know, just hit this checkbox here. Man, you know that's pretty much what it seems like it is. That's fair. I, I think, um, and just to kind of guess to keep it moving forward, but I think that it's true that out of the long running uh, franchise staples, when it comes to story, Street Fighter is, if not in last place, close to last place out of the like the big ones. I think in terms of consistency, it probably be Mortal Kombat with Tekken right after, and then Street Fighter and Soul Calibur kind of struggle when it comes to telling like a very coherent story. Especially when Soul Calibur started introducing time travel, I'm like, all right, bro, y'all got it, y'all got it. Um, but to keep it moving forward, or going or going back to the topic at hand when it comes to the DLC, you know, we know that this is a uh, Capcom's flagship fighter for at least let's just say the next two to three years. We know this is not going to be the only season pass. That we're gonna see. Not to, I'm telling you, we're gonna see Street Fighter Six for at least because we talked about it. They're gonna have at least in uh, their own version of Super Street Fighter Six, Arcade Street Fighter. There's gonna be some complete package edition that gets bundled up in like a year from now. Six uh, years, baby. I was definitely saying like at least six four years, to, four to four, four to five, four to five. Really? Well, because you gotta realize, bro. Like fighting games have the longest longevity now, bro. And the way how patches, DLC work now, bro, people don't want to see a bunch of new... Like, they don't want it to become the new Madden, I would say. Like, fighting games have the longest longevity now. Tekken 7. Bro, that lasted forever, bro. But then... because then, right, Gentlemen, I'll be right back. I'm sorry, I gotta do something. Yeah. So what I was gonna say before our break uh, was that I guess my my concern or my issue with these um, long fighting game life cycles is it then makes it even more difficult when the inevitable sequel comes, when the final roster of a game ends up being 45 characters of having to then start that all over again with a new entry, right? Because, you know, even with Street Fighter 6, it's like by the time, I'll take it back, Street Fighter 5, right? We got so many characters throughout the Street Fighter 4 iterations and by the time five rolled around, it's just like, yo, where is everyone? I legit had all of the Street Fighter 2 essentially anthology in Ultra Street Fighter 4. Where is everybody? And I feel like with six, if six ends up being four, five, six years, we're going to end up with a Tekken 7 Ultra Street Fighter 4 issue of like, okay, what do we do with the roster now? 
now they're resetting back from 42 to 18, maybe 20 characters. Uh, man, that's a conundrum, yo, because... Because <laughs> to me, it only continues to, to uh, exacerbate that problem that we've talked about of like, we're being sold these characters that we feel like should be in the base roster. I'm like, yeah, because the games are going on and on and on, and we apparently need to get a new moveset every single time a game drops. So if you got to redo Ryu for the 45th time, that takes away from time that you could be adding to uh, uh, bringing back a character in a new way. You know who I feel like they should bring back? Remember from Super Street Fighter 4, the oil wrestler? No, 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 no. Nah, bro. No, no. Very cool looking, bro. Like, yeah, he was very technical. Mm-hmm. He was technical. I'll give it that. But it was a challenge that made me want to to see it come come about. Like that, and and that's what I really like. It was like he was, it was like a gimmick. The oil spill, and then the more times you kept doing it, the more advanced combos you could do. Like so, it, it the only the only way Hakan could come back is if it's his sister, and she do the same technique. And she banging. You feel me? That's the only way people going to accept Hakan coming back. I mean, with I the oil? Sister. No, I'm no. just saying. Like, that's oh, the only like, way. Oh, like, oh, like, oh, like, okay, I got you. Yeah, make believe, yeah. With, think, the, with the physics, you feel me? Yeah. And the, the oil, everybody. <laughs> I think you know? Hakan kind of has, like, the, the Rufus problem of, like, yep. they give him I enough story, it. but it just it just doesn't fit. You're just like, what is this? It's, yeah, it's, just, I, it's a little bit too out there. You know? Yes. I just like, okay. It's like G, man. Well, apparently G was supposed to play a bigger story because especially like when you when Rose came around, apparently there was a lot of like ominous highlight about him. Like he's supposed to become some, I don't know, co-leader or some doomsday type of person. But they kind of just like, and then even with the relationship with the character in Street Fighter 3, Q, a lot of people say, because remember that was his alternate costume. So like, wait, are G and Q the same person? But then, like I said again, lore. What is what is going to make sense <laughs> of these things? But um, I mean, I do feel like certain characters will come back. I do feel like Sean will definitely come back. Um, because especially like where Ken is right now, because remember Ken was his master. All right, where Ken is now in life, where is my pupil? Yeah, that's where's, right. my, where's my pupil who idolizes me and stuff like that? Um, even Crimson Viper, like, you know, of course, with a character redesign, like, I feel she would return. Um, yeah, there's still a lot of characters they could pull from, man. Like, um, I feel like Elena should come back. Um, like, a, the African character, she was very, very nice to me. Um, Dudley, I'm not too sure. Dudley, Dudley, Dudley's amazing. Dudley was an amazing character, like, yes. And I do feel like, especially since, you know, Shadowloo characters are gone now, you know, so Balrog, Vega, Bison, Fong. Um, I mean, I don't think that counts for Sagat since he left him, or or Birdie since they both left the group. But you know, it'll be interesting to see some of these characters again. But please, yeah, don't make Birdie. No, I don't think Birdie's gonna come as DLC. I, Birdie, I, Birdie could stay home. Yeah, though. like yeah. Street Fighter Five was like, the last want, raw. I'm sorry. When I saw him, I wanted to do what the Buddy did in the Street Fighter Alpha movie. Too. <laughs> I, I, I hated it. Yeah, Birdie. Yeah, they tried. They tried. Uh, it's just. It's not. It's not working. It's not. He can go. It's fine. 
he can be retired. Um, yeah, I did ask y'all to uh, you know to to piggyback off of Tim's statement to kind of give like your thoughts about who you think is going to show up in the inevitable season passes. Um, my picks, uh, real quick. Uh, I only really had three that really kind of like I'm like I feel like they have to be in, and then I'm open to you know um, your guys' other suggestions. I do agree with Tim. I think Sean has to be in it at some point. You know, when it comes to this whole thing of uh, ushering a new generation, like, would it not make sense, like you said, as Ken's protege of introducing these younger fighters for him to kind of take on that mantle of, like, the new Shoto character, right? Of, like, he has, you know, just his own, like, unique style and unique flair. Even in Street Fighter 3, it's like he didn't fight as a copy and paste of Ken. Like, he was unique enough to stand in his own way. And because I want Sean to come back, it also would make sense for an older Sakura to come back. Because we're so used to seeing Sakura in high school uniform after high school uniform after high school uniform. What does Sakura in her 20s look like? Right? And again, she's like a op, she's an offshoot. Oh, I can't hear you. Tell me what you said. She's a flight attendant now. Right. Right. But I'm, like, but I'm sure she's still fighting. And it, I think it would be interesting to see, again, what is a, a Sakura in her 20s like? One. Two, you know, we know that she's really close friends with Dan. So is it something where she is incorporated some of his fighting school techniques along with the traditional Hado techniques, you know, to kind of have her own unique moveset. I think, again, if we're pushing forward for this next generation without aging out the older characters too much, how do you not have Sakura and Sean in your plans? And then, you I know, like, like they, I, sorry, is it? My bad. I feel like they gave us Sean with that tutorial DLC character. Nah, bro, the no, uh, default no, character. No. You know what I'm saying? That's what they did. <laughs> they said, we can't give you Sean, but we'll give you this guy. You nah. see? Yeah, yeah. They gotta bring that yeah. song, bro. They gotta bring that yeah, song cool. proper. And then my last pick, which I told you on the group chat, is Makoto. I just, I think she has a really cool design. She has like this strong arm style that I think is just dope. You know, I, I've loved her, her even her voice acting. You know what I'm saying? In the Street Fighter Four games, I just think she's just really cool. I, I don't have any deeper reason other than I think she's a really cool design. Uh, and then Tim, I know you gave yours. And then Jory, what what would be yours in terms of characters you want to see? Um. Sean, Sean, number one, because it's just like it's been overdue, man. It's like, come on, man, just do it, just do it, man. Mm. Uh, Sean, I'm an Adon fan because I used to use Adon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wanted to see Adon. I want to see Adon with a, a remake, and I want Adon to have some character progression. I feel like he's he he doesn't need to be the same guy that he was anymore. You know, if you're gonna do a, ch- a character design, let it be him and give him some level of solace and clarity or finding himself in a way, mm-hmm. you know, cause, uh, he was kind of like chasing Sagat's mantle because I guess, you know, he was bitter that Sagat got beat by Ryu. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe he should find some, some solace within himself, um, to, you know, kind of like be more of a, or cause Sagat is already that guy. Give him, Maybe he has different aspirations to where you can meet the level of solace. He has some level of confidence in himself now. He doesn't care about being um, taking Sagat's mantle mm-hmm. the same way he wanted to, like, vengefully. Maybe he wants to achieve it with the uh, level of nobility or something. Something that's going to give him a, an interesting character arc, you know? Okay. A character revamp. Um, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> sea Viper. Only because I felt like Sea Viper was the best out of the four series. Her jury, um, her and Jury were the best new returning char- new characters out, out of the four series. Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I yeah, would agree. I think so. Um, so with her, 
with her, I wanted to see that um come back, man. If you do, you guys know the story behind Rufus? He was he was supposed to be called King Cobra, and he was supposed to be a brother. Yeah, but 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 listen, listen, he was supposed to be a rival to Ken and Ryu. I mean, he is but not a rival. But nah, not in this. Yeah, one. But yeah. nah, he's a he's a joke, mm-hmm. a joke. You already got Dan. Like you don't need another Dan and Blanca, and uh, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it's enough. And then you have Soda, Sodom, whatever his name is, Sodom, whatever. Uh, not Sodom, but whatever. I, I don't know his name. I, he's just an NPC character at a stage. Yeah, uh, you know, like man. Um, I think I'm forgetting Elena. Okay, yeah, go um, Elena. Yeah, was, okay. I think she was also another a cool character too, man. I don't know if I'm alone on this. I kind of feel like Elena. It, not, I don't feel as neutral about her as I feel about Rose. Like everybody seems to love Rose, and I'm just like, I think Rose's fighting style is terrible. But I don't think Elena does like enough for me. Like she kind of reminds me of like an Eddie Gordo in terms of fighting style, but not as cool. But she was always that style. No, I know, but it's just like, it's just not as visually appealing, if that makes sense. It's just like, ah, this is kind of cool, but... No, that's not true. That's not true. You you have to watch her, her, um... You have to watch her in Street Fighter, um... And when she was DLC... Mm-hmm. Well, she, she's in Street Fighter 4, just DLC. Yeah, you have to play as her. She has yeah. a very interesting playing style. Yeah. And I think even now, she'll be even more interesting as a character. Now, the way Street Fighter plays... So I think she's perfect. I think all those people we listed will be perfect for this new version. Makoto. Um, Makoto. Makoto, Elena, um, Sean, and Adon. I mean, those guys will be perfect, um, to be to be honest with you, because you can do so much with them now. You can take so much that was not used, utilized correctly from the other characters and just add it to them. Um, C Viper as well. I think AKI is going to play like Fang. Yeah. Come, and but she's going to play like Fang. But not exactly. She's going to be way more interesting than Fang. I think she's going to be a combination of Fang and um, DiCapri with a little mm. bit of Rose in a way. She gives me Lady Deathstrike type of vibes. Lady, she thinks she's gonna be a, or, or she might, she might actually play like um Fang and um, yeah, yeah, Vega. Oh, Vega, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually interesting, dog. She yeah. might actually play like, cause I seen a picture of her, and she's she's like on, she's crouched in the corner on top of like a guardrail. So I'm like, wait, you know what? That that's gonna be a like crazy Vegas play success. Style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that does make sense because, you know, remember, like I said, um, Ed's fighting style is Balrog's infused with Psycho Power. So you have a Vega-like character, you have a Balrog-type character fused with Bison. So you kind of, like, basically, like, you know, brought Shadowloo back in, um, in a spiritual way, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but I get what he says about Adon because, you know, that was always the difference between Sagat and Adon. Like, you remember, they both, like, um... Like, uh, Sagat, like, was like, oh, I'm the tiger. Adon was the, the crazy jaguar. Right. So, like, Adon was always more, like, the super fast, aggressive, like, the rushdown type of person. And, you know, Sagat was the heavy power, like, tiger uppercut, tiger, boom, in, in your face type of feel. 
So I do feel like seeing a Dawn again, that actually would be very, very good. Because I do feel like the way they handled Sagat in Street Fighter Five, that was a good closer for him. Like, you know, he's a, he's a man who's man who's seen the, the air of his ways and he wants a better he wants to do better in the world. Yeah. So, he, he also still feels like that dude, if that makes sense. Like Sagat like he, he's never felt like those characters where it's like after a while. You know, like Bison's kinda, you know, lost a little bit of his luster over the years. Where like I feel like Sagat's always been like Ah man, this character's just solid. <laughs> like, there's nothing to critique. I do feel they're gonna bring back more Metro City Final Fight characters because I remember in Street Fighter the, the the fourth season past that cop Lucia. I've never heard of this woman in my life. Um, the one who had did like the fireball kicks. He was like a police officer. Oh, expect Eagle to come back. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she she's in there. So Eagle's I- gonna come back too. Yeah. So I definitely do feel like they're going to pull a lot of Final Fight characters. Um, mm. I am hopeful for more Rival School characters because I do feel like that would be dropping the ball for what you did with yeah, Kira yeah, and bring anybody back. Like, I do... Because you've shown that you can integrate their fighting styles, those gimmicks from, the, from those games into this. Like, when they did the juggles, I was like, oh, sh-. Like, they could do it. Yeah, I agree. I think I think if they're smart, um, this would be the time to really start laying down the groundwork to be like, hey, by the time we get to Street Fighter Seven or again whatever expanded storyline version we get as DLC for Street Fighter Six, Rival Schools is is here. We're we're, we're integrating this sub world, so to speak, as you know, like the way we do it on the fight into Street Fighter. Like we're just absorbing our other properties into this world because it 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 makes sense. It just makes sense. Like it's it's not too too much, much of a reach, you know, for it to kind of be incorporated into Street Fighter. All right, so I think that's that's good as far as uh, you know, just generally talking about Street Fighter Six and you know the things that we expect to see and the things we like and didn't like. And you know, because we're making this a Street Fighter focused episode, you know, I kind of wanted to to give uh, a bit of nostalgia for people who have kind of grown up on it like us. All right. So one of the questions I have written down for us to discuss today was. What got you guys into the Street Fighter franchise? And I'll start with myself. You know, like, I I was a, a kid that kind of um, accidentally fell into a lot of these franchise games, right? So even though I had a Super Nintendo as a kid, and you know, even though I went to arcades as a kid, you know, when you're like seven, eight, maybe even nine, Street Fighter is not necessarily the thing that grabs your attention as a kid, right? I'm still playing Ninja Turtles. I'm still, you know doing Disney-related things. Pokemon's really big in my mind at that point. And I remember, uh, ironically, what got me into Street Fighter was a fighting game that was Street Fighter adjacent, which was the Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter for Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, it is a they had one for Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, and it was the Ninja Turtles, uh, Shredder's in there, um, his daughter. Uh, you had a couple of other, like, really unique, there's, like, this uh, shark character that was brought back in future Ninja, Ninja Turtle games. And it's just, it's a fighter. It's a fighting game. It's, it's still a tournament style. There's like a winner. It's it's basically the Ninja Turtle Street Fighter. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I just remember like, okay, this is like the fight, like my first introduction to fighting games. And I think my mom kind of picked up on that. So that following birthday or Christmas or whenever, she comes home with uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Edition. And I remember, you know, putting in my submission, I'm like, cool, I have a new game, hooray. And what stood out to me was just like these very 
amazing character designs, right? Like, I think that's something that kind of gets understated about Street Fighter because it's been around for so long, especially from Street Fighter 2. I'm like, you have these guys that are shooting fireballs out of their hands. You have this girl who is kicking so fast you can't keep track of it with your eyes. You have this man who can stretch his limbs and teleport. You have this guy who's punching the air so fast that literal sonic booms come out of it. And I just remember, like, what is this? This is amazing. This is super, super cool. And it was kind of a wrap from there. I think after that, you know, that was kind of like my main go-to for a while. I think the EX series kind of got my attention in, in arcades. And what really sealed the deal for me was Marvel versus Capcom. X-Men versus Street Fighter, actually, too. Between those two, I was sold. I'm like, these people are just really cool. And over the years, the designs have just kind of kept bringing me back. You know, like, these characters are just designed and look so uh, dope. And even when they're, like, otherworldly in the sense of, like, yes, we know humans can't shoot fireballs out of their hands, it seemed very grounded of, like, this isn't Dragon Ball Z, it's an anime ass. It's like, no, these are fighters. These are fighters who have just evolved their skills to the, the peak of their abilities. And that's my story with Street Fighter. How about y'all? My story with Street Fighter, it started with Street Fighter 1 and then 2. But then you brought back a heavy nostalgia moment, X-Men versus Street Fighter. You were like, that, ar- that arcade era was absolutely beautiful, man. It really was. Um, and, you know, to follow up with, like, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom 1, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. But, you know, as I started to get into, like, heavier systems, I, never, I, I didn't play Third Strike till later on in life. But what really, really brought me back in the cement of like Street Fighter is Street Fighter Four. Mm. Like, okay. Four, like, um, like yes, like you know, like I said, we played all the legacy games, but like that's this is what me like. All right, I really want to re- as an adult, I want to invest into this series from now on. So that's where like I was like invested because like yes, like you know, yeah, we played games back in the day, but we just played them to play it. But then now I'm keep I'm learning more about story lore. I'm learning more about like you know the the backstory behind characters. Like I'm becoming mentally invested into this. So it was Street Fighter Four, and then you know Fall Sleep Super Street Fighter Four came around. Um, one of my favorite characters was like introduced Jury. Like I just yeah. love fighting style, bro. It's just like it was. It was just. It was just like I was just so captivated by her. And of course, you know, Ultra Street Fighter um, 4 came around where they brought Yoon and Yang back. And that's where, like, the nostalgia was hitting me again. It's like, bro, I love these characters. Mm-hmm. Those two twins, like, those were my favorite characters from back in the day. And then, um, and then of course, like, you know, like, oh, a more souped up Akuma. Like, so, all right, all right, uh, I'm loving this factor. So, like, that's what really, like, got me into the series. Okay. What about you, Jory? What got you into Street Fighter? Um, <clears throat> first, it was, um, I remember going to my cousin's house and they had the Dreamcast. So they had Street Fighter 3, Third Strike. Mm-hmm. And he and he was he was going around and just telling me, like, the lore. I said, yo, who is this guy? Oh, this is Ryu. It's okay. Because I remembered Ryu faintly, but I just wasn't interested in Street Fighter because at the time, we had the Super Nintendo and I was exposed to this stuff, I would see Ryu, but then I see the newest version of Ryu, which was on the Dreamcast, and I was like, yo, I'm not playing this version. You know, you crazy? Mm-hmm. And then you had that, and then Marvel vs. Capcom 2. 
um, that was Marvel vs. Capcom that was on the um, Dreamcast and seeing Ryu doing the the the, the Kamehameha wave. Essentially, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> they, you know what I'm saying? They kind of like made me I'm like, and I always liked Ryu because of he just had for me he was just cool looking dude. He had the red the red gi, torn sleeves, um, signifying that he's definitely from the 80s. Yeah. Oh you know yeah. What I'm saying with the torn sleeves, yeah, yeah, ripped yeah. sleeves, and then he had his best friend Ken. Walks around the world in karate gi. Yeah, 80s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, um, I had the comic books, so a lot of the lore was being built up because um, uh, around the time I had the, I was collecting the comic books. Mm. I'm like, oh yeah, here's a comic book about Ryu, and it's drawn in a style. I'm like, yo, this guy's style is amazing. Alvin Lee was the artist. And then it would just it would just grow and grow because now Marvel um, at, at that time I had a GameCube and um, SNK versus uh, Street um, Capcom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two came out and that was when I was like yo I think I like I like this I like both series um, seeing the interaction the the art style the the flavor and the passion that they put in that game man I was just like yeah man this is it for me then. Um, time went on because I didn't really know how to play the game to to um, to the degree that I do now. Because I would pick characters that I always wanted to play as Ryu, but I wasn't I wasn't able to do any of his moves without any assist buttons because mm-hmm. I was pretty young. I, Street Fighter was just super difficult to me at that time. Doing um, back and forth, you know, side doing back and forth, you know, two D fighters was difficult for me for whatever reason. I was better at three D. Um, cause I felt like I had more control. Mm-hmm. So then fast forward, we get to street fighter four, just like Tim, this is when I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to invest in this game. And, uh, super, super ultra, was it ultra street fighter four, super street fighter four. So it essentially, it went street fighter four, super street fighter and four, okay, street fighter so four super arcade street. audition, and then ultra street fighter four. All right. So super street fighter four. That's when. I be, I already knew about the lore and Ryu and Ken and, and all the other characters, but now this new era is when I can actually be involved in a new, a new, uh, a new start, a new beginning. But Street Fighter didn't come. Street Fighter wasn't here for years, you know. So Street Fighter was gone for a while, mm-hmm. and now it's back on the 360. People on the PlayStation can get it as well. So now. I'm doing Ryu's best special, the Metsu Shoyuken. The most impactful attack. And then from that part... So I guess, spoiler alert, when we get to our, our uh, most iconic moves, it's, it's, it's in my top five. But go on. Go the on. black and... When it goes to... When it transfers to the black and white... The sound of it. Yeah. Oh, nah. And how fast the rumbling. you. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was... Because Ryu, I always liked Ryu more than Ken. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I relate more to Ryu and the tranquility and being calm at at times. You know what I'm saying? But most of the time, I, I could be, I could be more like um his counterpart. But other than that, that was when I really liked the game, man. Because I felt like I could actually do. I was actually able to do strings with Ryu and um and be more involved with the game. I get, you know, around college time. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Everything was. It was just perfect, man. I'm I got my own car. I can go home and come back whenever I want. You see what I'm saying? So it's like it hit me with that level of ecstasy. Cause now we're thinking about it had me thinking about, man, 
you know, look how crazy Marvel vs. SNK 2 was. And I, I and I, you know, a lot of people are gonna hate me for it, but I kinda like it more than I do Marvel vs. Capcom. That's you're not the only me. person that I've heard say that. So yeah, because you're not in the minority as much as you think you are. You know, I, I really like that game because it had so much Ultra Rugile Shinokuma. Because Shinokuma did not exist to the degree he did. His design, his redesign came from SNK. With the white hair and the purple gi, it came from SNK and Ultra Rugo as well. So I just, you know, hats off to the artists that um, came up with that inception because they did, they made us, they gave us something we didn't know we needed. To be honest, with the revival of SNK recently, I feel, and especially the way Disney is out there with their, all their properties, I do foresee a SNK versus Capcom revival. That's some point. Oh my good fam, I, it's gonna be crazy. That is the best thing you could give us right now because especially how Marvel vs. Capcom ended with Infinite. I and like I said, the way Disney's acting right now, I don't see that one ever happening in a, in a long time. So I do feel like Cap Capcom versus SNK three or whatever you want to call it is the best decision you can get. Is is what you can do. I don't think it's off the table. Like I said, you know, we all know that essentially Capcom is doing a little bit of damage control to their fighting game division with Street Fighter VI. And I think once they feel like they're in a comfy space, right, I think the, the sales of Street Fighter VI will be a pretty good indicator. I would not be surprised if they start to, again, start exploring those other crossover properties that they have. You know, like Capcom's gotten a lot of flack for not really, uh, for being such fighting game pioneers, not having a, a solid fighting game fighter for some time. Possibly to revive Darkstalkers, bro. Like, they just sleeping on so many... Like, hold, hold on, Tim. Hold on, Tim. Hold on. Tim, they should, you, but you I don't, don't know. know. Hold on. Hold on. Can I remember, on, like, uh, I've, I've watched a couple of videos about the history of Darkstalkers, and the thing is, for as iconic as the designs are, it's Darkstalkers has, has never sold well. Like, Morgan has kind of transcended the franchise, but the property itself has not sold well. My my favorite one of my favorite series the over i you know how you know i came to like that game real quick um the there was an ova i wind up you know youtube was like a gold mine you just yeah. you would just find all kind <laughs> of crazy anime at that time right mm-hmm. so now classic youtube i'm looking for something to watch i just finished watching some naruto i'm like man you know and then something comes up on the feed i'm like what's this hey I, Hey, this is not the Dark Stalkers that they gave us when we was kids. That was trash. The American Dark Stalkers. Mm-hmm. Yo, go go ahead, go watch that. Came, the animation came on is Rebel. horrible, horrific, <laughs> nightmare fuel. Trash, <laughs> trash. So now, right? I'm looking at this man and the guy who designed the Gundam series, um, Gundam Wing, mm-hmm. designed the characters for this. And not only that, I think it's the same animation team, dog. Watch the first episode, the intro, crazy. So they had my boy Donovan. Good zoom in right here, man. My boy Donovan. Look at his artwork, dog. You, you. It's fire. I mean, yeah, but your blur background make it kind of oh, hard man. to see, but I, I know oh, the designs is fire. Yeah, but but um. And, and don't forget the people that are listening to us. <laughs> They're not gonna... Yeah, 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 yeah. They can't see. Okay, so I'm gonna describe the picture. It's amazing. That's that's best best I could do. Um, um yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, uh, they're sleeping on a lot of stuff. They're gonna give us Exo Primal, like fam. I think, what? 
I think they're, they're I wouldn't to, to Capcom's credit to shoot them some bail, which I don't do often. I think they're probably trying to figure out the best way to bring back Darkstalkers because they've seen such a demand for it, like over the years. And there's been so many uh staple uh fighting game uh either content creators or even fighting game uh tournament uh people who have spoken out over and over about wanting something dark soccer's really add blood add blood yeah we'll see we'll let, see let, let, don't you don't have to go crazy but let that be your mortal combat if you want to differentiate yeah it just it comes out they're to not, sales they're not going to but yeah it comes out to sales you know it's at the end of the day capitalism you know is, is the seed of all things so if they feel like they can make some yeah. money off of it we'll see it but time will tell yeah. um, exo primal right Okay, all right, yeah, okay. Uh, give, give, give Mexico Prime. Uh, let's not let's not make you know let's not make a a, a remaster of a, a game that was actually Starship Troopers inspired, pretty good, where it was a little bit of Starship Troopers and Monster Hunter all in one. Uh, what's I think what's the game called again? I don't even know the reference. Like I'm like I don't know what that is. So you only own it. You, you, you killed bugs. Tim, you could probably hit me with it. You killed bugs, man. Oh, I know. Part three was. True. I know what you're talking about. I've I've watched yeah. the show. But yeah, I can't re- I can't recall the name, man. But then, like yeah. I said, man, like they have so many IPs that they can really just truly bring back that golden era. Right. And I feel like that. I mean, yes, like you know, Street Fighter is the flagship. Okay. And then now that you fuse your some of your main worlds, like Final Fight rival schools into that it's in a very good place that i feel that they should really just truly maximize on that potential yeah and of course like you know even in terms of future crossovers like i said snk is ready snk came back strong uh well well with rev with rev 2 they came back strong with that they came back strong with that even samurai showdown like even though samurai show is not really like my thing but the reception of it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. It, I heard it sold. I heard it sold well. So, like, even in terms of a future crossover, it's available. So, I just feel like, you know, bringing back Darkstalkers actually makes a lot of good sense for the fighting game catalog. And, you know, just like how, you, how Jordan said earlier, like, you know, after Third Strike, Street Fighter was on a real big hiatus for years in terms of a next mainline game. So I do feel like give that same treatment to Darkstalkers, bro. Mm. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, Especially in the R- the new engine, the RE engine, man. Like, yo, y'all it's gonna, it, it would look amazing. It would look, I think that's to, I guess to kind of get back on uh, Street Fighter, but to Tori's point, I think one of the things that has kind of uh, stayed the course of time with Darkstalkers is like those character designs. Those character designs immediately implant themselves in your brain. Like, again, Morgan has been the most popular one, but like when you really go on that roster, it's a lot of just like very unique, but fire that the character design. You're just like, wow, that that's just it's designed. It's like, you know, Capcom. I feel like had like a peak, let's just say, design era. Let's just you know, for lack of a better phrase. And I think Doc Stark has uh, benefited from that probably the most out of all their uh, their offshoots. That and maybe Rival Schools in terms of like, wow, who are these characters? I need to know what this is. Like I'm walking in the arcade, like what is this? Let me go put a quarter in and find out, you know? Um, but I do think it's interesting uh, to get back to Street Fighter. I, I do think it's interesting how, for all of us, Street Fighter 4 was kind of the thing that, like, really got us all back on the wave. Like, I think, uh, to Jory's point about college, like, I remember playing with my roommates. Like, 
Street Fighter Four was it was balanced enough at some point where you you know it was uh, newbie friendly. You know you could really get into combos. There was a lot of diversity. They, uh, when it came to like the upgrades with each version, there was like a just enough added to make it feel fresh again. Um, you know, to the point by the time you get to Ultimate Street Fighter Four, it's just like, bro, you have everything. It's like the Smash Brothers Ultimate of Street Fighter at that point. You know, you have two supers, every character you can think of from the Street Fighter Two era, uh, Evil Ryu, Oni. You know, just um, like Tim said, the return of fan favorites, and I think it, it was a great unification circle, I guess, of people who have been longtime fans of any Street Fighter property or spinoff. Given all that, do you guys feel like where the franchise is going or has been, especially with Street Fighter 6, do you think that there's enough in the tank, lore-wise, story-wise, to kind of keep Street Fighter going? That's why I said... For a reboot. This is yours. <laughs> Especially from where how I mean, because I did watch the story online, especially how the story ended, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, is definitely giving me end game burnout vibes. Mm. Like, it there did, yeah, because like, just like how you mentioned earlier, they don't want to introduce a, a new big bad, they don't, they're very, they're very fearful of that. Um, Bison was like their Eisen, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, Definitely don't they? They don't know. It kind of gives me the the feeling they don't know what to do after him. So, because I was like, wait, so that's it? I mean, for those who played in the, in the upcoming future, I was like, wait, that's really it? That's it? So it's just like everything. The focus really now is just this hub world and create your character this and you know just go on to online online transition. Which I do feel like, yes, like as story wise, I gave it like a five. Mm. It's like I was very hollow, very very hollow to me. Um, so that like, yes, lore wise, bro, I don't. I to be honest, if they play this, um, the character customizations or uh, I mean, the character roster, right? They could end it right here. Okay. They absolutely could. They actually really could just end it right here. Depending, depending on how this final roster looks five years from now. <laughs> I mean, because as you can see, like a lot of the flagships are starting to really come to that burnout point because, you know, I mean, you know, I hope there's not too much of a tangent, but look how, look at Tekken 7. You know, you finally X'd out a major character. Yeah. Now it's just the, the final two. So it's like, all right, so after Tekken 8, or however Tekken 8 ends, where do we go from here? Right, right, right. Do we go from here? You know, like, is there, is there enough of a story to, yeah. So that is a very valid question. So, I, yeah, like I said, I stand by my statement. Depending how this final roster looks, they could end Street Fighter. Mm. Okay. For me... For the longest time, right, just just learning about storytelling and how stories work, I was like, man, you know, one of my favorite things in my childhood was wrestling. Um, you know, the storylines for wrestling, I feel like they're so good. When you go back and you you watch those you watch those seasons, and you're like, man, this was some great writing, right? I would essentially try to aim to write my fighting games like a soap opera. 
that way you can have your yeah 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 fighting against soap because those characters as much as you hate soap operas it's almost weird like you can always find an entry point and not fully know everything that's going on then get caught up to know what's going on I hated watching soap operas, but I noticed that they did that very, very well. Like, I would go in and, you know, that's so, the sick day where you guys pretend y'all sick. You know, you call your parents. <laughs> and then now, Woody Woodpecker's done. The young and the rest of this show shows up. All my children, and you're bored out your mind. You're waiting for the after-school program to come on, man. Mm-hmm. So now you're watching, and you're like, Maddie and Sarah, now they, they, they find out that they're related. What do they do now? And You, you know what I'm saying? Like... If you could find a way to make it fighting game-esque, I think they don't have enough juice, man, because they've written themselves into, like, this strange this strange realm, and it didn't have to be like that. You had many chances to admit your mistakes because it's a very simple thing. Like, you if you guys now have a well-sought-out, well-planned-out, and you guys want to get rid of the Ono effect because Ono destroyed the fr- um, technically destroyed the franchise, because the damage control started to come roll in um, after Street Fighter X Tekken. That's when the damage control. Oh, yeah. Nah. The damage yeah. control? I don't but, know. No, it's, that's when it's, the snowball started to roll downhill. Then you get Street Fighter V. Oh, you mean the damage? Definite. Okay, damage like as Yeah, okay. the, the snowball started to build up at that you. point. You said damage you control. I'm like, nah, they weren't fixing it. I feel like they were burying themselves. <laughs> Yeah, they. I mean, basically, the snowball started to roll yeah, downhill, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. now, okay, at, at at that point, people like playing the game, like, yo, why are these characters locked? And then now you, I have to buy a gym to do extra combos. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now you got a dude pressing the one button, doing sixty hit combos on you, all because of one gym. You know what I'm saying? I was, re- and then you had to pay for the costumes. Not only that, now the characters that were on this, you have to pay for. As DLC, nope, we wasn't having that people. That was it. And then after that, there's characters you couldn't get that was on the PSP, if I'm correct? Yes, you are correct. There was a couple of uh, console-exclusive characters. So now the, you have the that. 3DS version had something completely different, too. Like, it was like, it was the Kingdom Hearts effect, basically, for Street Fighter. So, now, so now you have that. Now, then you got the, 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 you know, the crazy problem that was Street Fighter V that happened that would birth and then... Psh, you know, you count, counted all the loss at that point. So now, your story is in a place, you have new management, a new vision. You guys want to redesign characters, make it cool, and have new entries. I think your best thing is to reboot the series because the story doesn't even make sense to you guys. Mm. And you, you have nothing to lose, right? You're on a new engine. The story's not all as good as it wants to be. You say, ah, don't reboot it too much. No, reboot it because you have longevity now. Because as a business, you want to have something that's going to be cohesive, right? Now that's where it's going. It's going, the whole industry is moving towards storylines that are actually good. You know what I'm saying? Well, me and Anthony had a big talk about this one time because that's how I felt about the Devil May Cry series. It's like To me, I enjoyed the reboot. I enjoyed it a lot. It brought back to the focus of where it, where it mattered, Dante and Virgil, and then even like I, I did like the, even the changes of like how they're no longer like have demon half human hybrids, but they're half human. I don't have devil, half angel, Nephilim, and then you know it made sense in terms of the weapons. He had half angel weapons, 
and he had demon weapons. So, like, the demon weapons were more heavy hitters. The angel weapons were more, like, swift and elegant, but then 60 combos after two, after two buttons. And, you know, I really enjoyed the story. But then, of course, like, the controversy of the character designs, all oh, this and that, or oh, the classic this and that, so that they kind of just washed it away in part five. I think, I think what didn't help also is that they didn't seem to be as receptive to uh, honoring the spirit of the original. Like, it was kind of like they they kind of made like a point to be like, you know, because there's that now much muchly over-criticized scene where Dante has on the white wig and he's just like, nah, never, and tosses it off. Where it's like, I understand you're doing a reboot that's clearly going in a different path, but you don't got to spit in the face of what came before it. You can just be like, yeah, we're just doing our own thing. But, but go ahead. Like- Oh, game! He gets the white hair. He does. He does. He does. I ain't gonna lie. Ah, uh, AK forty seven. That reboot. Can I say AK forty seven? You can. Yeah, yeah. Our <laughs> AK forty seven. That reboot, man. Close that on. Like, close, close. No silence or nothing. But call okay. up a couple of boys. Let, let me yeah, ask: Did you yeah. did you AK forty seven it because you were on that side of the the majority that just didn't like the redesign of Dante? Because I think to Tim's point, I think I, if you needed to breathe new new uh, life into a franchise that to to be honest, I kind of stagnated at that point. This is seems this does seem to be the way to go. It's stagnated because and they the combats did. were still the combat was still fire. Like it wasn't I bad mean, combat. I didn't like it because there were certain enemies you had to use certain weapons on. It's like it disrupt the flow of combat of you actually just becoming the mix, the organizer of combos. So that was one thing I didn't like about it. The boss, the concept overall, the story is a good story. It's not a bad story. I just, the way the world compared to the previous Devil May Cry games, like the world was more like a, uh, I felt like it was a, huh? A Bloodborne world. <laughs> what for? What Devil May Cry? What? Yeah, bro. Like you realize the past Devil May Cries, like they all had a very, like it's, outside of I would say Devil May Cry four. Like everybody had like a bloodborneish type of world, bro. So like, you can't like, get mad at them for, the, for for them to be the first guys to do it. Like that had like a Victorian era influence. I mean, uh, I can't get mad at them. Uh, Devil May Cry five didn't do a good job because all this they didn't give us the con- um the consistency of what we got from the first fight with um Nero when Devil, the change the Devil May Devil Cry five was a COVID world production. Yeah, was, so it's like was, like the fight with Goliath was probably my favorite fight because the the stage transitioned to like three three stage. I thought I was gonna get that throughout the game. Yeah. Where like yeah, but we you know we got nothing like it. Um, but then that's why I said I favored the reboot because I did like the whole limbo transition. Like, you know, you got pulled into this pocket dimension that still kind of influences the world, but not really. And then you know you went into the digital world as well. Like so, big up Digimon. Like, and I'm not like a I'm not like a Ninja Theory uh, interpretation. Like I don't like their art direction. Yeah, I mean, if I I could say that, like I I'm, I can't play Dark Souls for more than an hour because it's just too druid for me. Like, it, like you know, I like light, I like uh, colorful things. You know, I'm not like really. That's what the music. What reboot was colorful? Uh, no, nah, it was it was like cocaine colorful, like Matt or the hardcore Henry Henry colorful. Like, it, not for me. It wasn't for me, man. It wasn't for me, dog. Because four was colorful. 
Four was just as colorful, if I'm going to be honest with you. Four, four, uh, yeah, four had a jungle stage. Four had an ice. Four, four was colorful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I, I think, um, yeah, I just didn't like, um, I didn't like uh, the way the I didn't like the combat. The combat was cool for if it was something else, but it for me, for me knowing it was a Devil May Cry reboot, I'm like nah, it wasn't. I didn't like the direction they were going. It kind of went like mad political. Like I didn't want a sucker punch influence game. You know what I'm saying? I like those storylines, but not to the degree for something that I really behold. Like, I didn't want a super, um, I didn't want like a, how do I say it? Like, I didn't want it to go in that direction of a film that would show on FX on a Sunday rerun. That's what I felt it was. Like, the whole sepia tint, um... So you feel like, I, I guess you feel me. like aesthetically, you're just like, you're just like, I just wasn't. You just yeah, wasn't. aesthetically, yeah. Aesthetically, I mean, it wasn't fair. me. Dante was not likable. Dante was not likable at all. Like, he was just like, he was just, he, he, he was, he was not even, he wasn't trying, like, he just wasn't, he wasn't that guy, man. That's like how you guys feel about Ezio compared to Altair. You know, classic Dante was... Ezio, and then this guy's Altair, because he just wasn't hitting for me. I didn't like what they did with Virgil. They made Virgil, like, compared to the Virgil and Dante, like, I'm like, they made him like a, a villain from, like, um, what were heroes that would played on ABC, you know? Like... Yeah, the Virgil, the Virgil part, they, they kind of dropped the ball off. It reminded me of Charm, dog. I will give you that point. But I did feel like the reboot had a lot of potential, man. And that's what I was kind of upset about it had potential because like i said just like how street fighter was um was currently still is devil may cry was all over the place bro and then you introduce this whole new character which you find out is your nephew but then you know your uncle the, the dad is back so yeah it's like you got all these characters but you don't know what to do with them mm. you don't know what to do with them Here's, I mean, and for me, I, I told, like I said, like when you get to that point, because they clearly did not plan for it to be the way it is. These guys, you know what I'm saying? So if you do, if you know you didn't plan as a company, go back to formula, like my friend Norman Osborn says. <laughs> like, go back to formula. Devil May Cry Three was the one that saved your series from two. You go back to formula. That's why I think, I'm, you know, I'm not as fearful as Metal Gear Solid. As I am, because I feel like, but, you know, they're not going to change much things. But if they were to say, yo, you guys, we're going to reboot uh, Metal Gear for Solid Series. We're going we're gonna to make it better. And if they were to give me these things, we're going to have what we did in 5, but add it in, in uh, and put it in 3's world with the same, you know, intensity. And imagine if we got the same exact thing. Oh, man, I'm all for it. But... You having problems with your storyline. You don't know what to do with your characters. It's because you guys are on a time clock. You guys don't have the best atmosphere to even conduce those type of thoughts to, to get that clarity because your work schedules aren't good. You know what I'm saying? You, you, your, your, your people get sick. You have to have a special... There's no special insurance. You guys are working crazy hours. So do something that's going to be profitable versus you burning out your entire animation team, your entire, um, uh, your entire staff do something that makes sense go back to formula you know what we're gonna give you a devil may cry 3 reboot we're gonna write everything to where now everything makes sense you, we get virgil we get 
We don't have to put a number on it. Just call it Devil May Cry, whatever. Dante's Awakening. Boom. <laughs> now we get. No, no. Listen, we get. We get. Imagine the the my favorite fight was the Angry and Rudra. Rudra find Devil May Cry through the two twin blades. Because the art direction for me, the guy, I think the guy who did um, Shin Megami Tensei had, um, was involved in um, drawing the characters for um, Devil May Cry 3. And I thought those, for me, were my favorite character designs in any Devil May Cry game. They, the, the bosses look cool. They played cool. Uh, my favorite fight and the stages, the set pieces, they were just like, um, even though there was a lot of backtracking, imagine that in Devil May Cry 5's world um, graphics. You could have did so much more. You could have had stages that were interacting, kind of like what you were planning to do with part five in the beginning with the Goliath fight. You could have did so much things, you know, interacting, stages changing in each boss fight phase. Because now you can improve on the boss fights that you already had, you know. And I think Devil May Cry 3 was the best form of, it was the best unexpected story that we got from a, fight, uh, from a game that style ever. The cutscenes were crazy. The storytelling was crazy. The twists were crazy. You had everything. So these companies, and if they want to have the longevity that they're seeking, they want to have these ongoing um, DLC. You need, you have to almost. So if we're going to keep going doing this, right, we're going to have to go back to the formula. We're going to have to actually flush out our story. Because for me, Street Fighter's story made me play the game. Mortal Kombat's story made me love the game even more because at heart I like story I'm getting both out of that from a fighting game too you know go well, ahead I, I think oh I'll just say quickly about Devil May Cry for I think it's this point I think as somebody who you know as y'all both know I'm more of a casual observer from the outside looking in I do think to Jory's point the one game that made me like oh this game might be kind of cool and I might want to play this was Devil May Cry 3 because I remember seeing the cutscenes on YouTube I was like what is did he just is he dancing with like you know like as he's like this looks insane? Are they fighting so fast in the rain that the rain can't keep up? This looks what is this game? Is Devil May Cry? So sorry, that just I had to throw in my little two cents. Like I guess yeah, I guess reboot Run was a bad thing or a prequel. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. So to go back to what George's point, I like how you said back to formula, and I feel that's what Mortal Kombat is doing with the recent one, Mortal Kombat One. They did kind of realize the time. Thing kind of mess things up, this, the time skips, and then, you know, Anthony's point, the multiple forms of media, I feel like that's what Street Fighter probably needs to do as well, because remember, when we were growing up, Street Fighter was also an anime, mm-hmm. and then now, like Joe Jory said, a comic which showed the, the actual events of three that I did not even know about, like, because even when I was looking up characters, like, yeah, they said three, oh yeah, this happened, um, but, you know, this got retconned. Oh, but we don't really have official information about that. So it's kind of like, what really actually happened? Mm. I do feel like, yes, like, you know, I mean, I doubt Capcom would do it at this point. Because especially the way how the story ended. But I do kind of felt like, well, damn, like, you know, maybe they should have gone back to formula. They should have probably just had something that could have just revamped all of this to really show the beginnings of, Ryu and Ken's rivalry with uh, with training under Goken when Goken was attacked by Akuma and which sparked the whole feud of like you know Where's Goken? Yeah. I, I think 
I think how can uh, Gin stop the raging demon? Yeah, I think that's that's kind of tricky, right? Because as you guys were talking, I was thinking, I'm like, man, like Street Fighter again has probably the 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 weakest connecting plot threads out of all the fighting game franchises. So for me, uh, in contrary to Jory's point, while I do think story, especially in modern day fighting games, is a necessity, you can't not have story these days. It can't just be the classic arcade of everyone kind of has their own canonish was, entry. But with Street Fighter, it's like, I'm also a person where, like I said, for me, it was the character designs and the fighting styles that got me into Street Fighter. Right? So it's like, it's it's something where I'm like, if they could somehow salvage, you know, uh, what is canon and what's not, I wouldn't mind maybe a Street Fighter 7. Although, to Tim's point, I think Street Fighter 6 could kind of be the definitive end proper because i really yeah. like the aesthetic i like the way they presented the world it's a lot more uh um urban friendly modern kind of like in tune with what's going on right now for a street fighter game but i do think story-wise if they can't think of something that's going to make sense then it might be time to revisit their modern day version of what the alpha series was of like a let's find a way to kind of tie these pop plot threads together that we kind of skimmed over you know, um, between main entries and kind of use like the alpha, like the rebooting of the alpha franchise to kind of like really kind of take it back. Because at that point, it sets fans' expectations of like, you're going to get younger Ryu. You're going to get Ken with the long hair. Like we know to expect those things versus like we're just going to reboot the entire mainline continuity. Yeah, because I do feel like they're in a very rock and hard place because like, all right, yes, if you reboot it, then you just basically undid what you did with Andy Bison officially. Yes. And like, look at all um, Tekken 7. Like, they finally killed Heihachi after so many near-death situations. And then the Bison's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Bison destroyed, but you found out he had a clone body. He had this, he had that. So it's kind of like, it's always, it's a lot of back and forth. But I do feel like, yes, they're at a very pinnacle point of how are they going to push this series forward? But you know, like I said, go back to the original point. It depends on after we don't pay, I would say probably like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Oh wait, Tim, you kinda you, you cut out audio wise. Say one I'll point one more time. I was basically saying like you know, after we don't spend like hundred and twenty dollars and worth of DLC, we Oh easily. How this how this entry ends. And, that's it. and you, you you know, going going on the bison, bison is even more immortalized because of the memes. Yes! Yes, you have that meme. Then you have, you know, when your father died, it was a tragic event for you. But for me, it was just Tuesday. Yeah, he's gonna be hard to. He's gonna be hard to replace. He is. So what do you do? He is. Since you have an attachment to the um to the legacy fighters, <coughs> George Bush the button <laughs> reboot. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you have no choice. That's the best option because now you're gonna give us new characters. Now everybody's gonna be like, yo. Yo, that announcer man better not be the mainline character. You feel me? He be- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah. So now, nah. <laughs> I'm. That's what it, it just doesn't make any. I don't see it going. Yeah, yeah. We, you guys were ending Street Fighter like what? You know, I'd rather deal with the backlash. Yeah, we're gonna give everybody a reboot. We're gonna make sure the story's right this time. Oh, okay, okay, I'll take that. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's it's kind of what they did with Mortal Kombat 9. And I think, again, if the writing's strong enough, like 9 was, we'll get over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you can write a coherent enough story where it's like, 
it kind of appeals to newcomers and, and long fans. It could Who work. wrote nine? Who wrote nine? I'm assuming Ed Boon had a huge hand in it the way he has it in every game. No, but Ed Boon doesn't. Ed Boon's hands slowly through his tweets seem that he's been um, letting go of the writing direction. And that's probably why we got what we got. He seems happier now. I actually think it might be the opposite. I think, think it might be the opposite. I think he might have gotten more creative control. Honestly. Find out for me, man. Yeah, we're going to have to get back. Yeah, I I have this, 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 again, conspiracy theory per podcast episode. I'm like, I think Ed Boon, story-wise at least, right? Because this man is a creative genius. Don't want to take away from him. He might be the Vin Diesel of his own franchise. Or the Kojima of his own franchise. Because he wanted to add a tail on Raiden. If you didn't know that, fun fact. I did know that. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like I think and, when someone's in kind of engulfed in their own creation a little bit too long, it's just like, you know, you you just kind of get a little bit too fantastical. Let's just say yeah. <laughs> with your properties. Kanye uses. Kanye yeah, uses yeah, yeah. You know, you, you get a little bit too experimental with what's happening. I never forget. I downloaded the video. I mean, downloaded the album. I'm like, yo, y'all boys, kid, yay back, man. Alright. Enough of the segue, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, you're right. You just felt like a trick at first. You're right. It did. I was like, where's the real album? <laughs> <laughs> no cover, no nothing. <laughs> Yo. That's 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 a good point. <laughs> um next Street Fighter topic, because we, we do cover anime and then I have one more to close this out, right? Going back into the other media properties, I think it's only fair to cover. You know, Street Fighter, Capcom has attempted more than a few times to give us animated versions of Street Fighter. Uh, the ones that come to mind was the classic Street Fighter 2 movie. Uh, there was also a Street Fighter Alpha movie. And then a Street Fighter 4 movie. Right? Now, to me, it's weird because in all these years... I think Street Fighter 2, the movie, holds up the best out of what we've been introduced to, which is odd because I'm like, there's so many ways in which animation has evolved that you would think that there'd be another Street Fighter movie that told a more coherent story. Because on the flip side, I actually like the Street Fighter Alpha movie uh, aesthetic more. Like, I think the designs and, and the way the animation flowed was fire. But this whole thing that kind of, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I liked Alpha. I liked Alpha, sorry, I liked Alpha aesthetically wise. But if you look back at the story, it's kind of boring. It's mostly fights kind of start. Ryu starts to struggle with the Hado. He's about to go crazy. They calm him down. Next scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's literally, it's oh, rinse and repeat to the end. And I know you're laughing because you know it. I'm right. It's just, he begins to fight. The huddle starts to take over. Oh, Everyone scramble. Man. They calm him down. You know, it, oh, it just man. it didn't really go anywhere. As Street Fighter Two, you know, it, it's iconic for a couple of reasons. Uh, some better than others. You know, I think uh, Chun Li went down in history uh, once that movie dropped. But you know, you, you get a lot more. Uh, again, it's iconic moments. You get the the Psycho Ken. You you know you get the. Uh, the establishment of, of Vega as like a threat, you know, because I think at that time we we didn't really look at Balrog and Vega as like threatening sidekicks. 
And I think Street Fighter 2 did a good job of like, no, these, especially Vega, he is a trained murderer. He's not just like this flamboyant guy with like a, a little hand claw. He is a murderer. So what he did to that bed? <laughs> what he did to that room? Sun <laughs> <Like, laughs> was bleeding from every pore possible by the time that fight oh, was over. Man. And then, of course, you the know, movie ends oh. with a double Hadouken, which was like unprecedented at that time. Like just the double Hadouken to, you know, it's, it's a little cliche by modern standards, but the Hadouken bison into his, into his machine that blows up at that time? Seth, <laughs> which is Seth. <laughs> um, you know, but yo, I guess I, I wanted to bounce a question to you guys. Do you feel like one, obviously, besides Jory, who's clearly his favorite was Alpha, you know, like what was your guys' favorite uh, uh, animation spinoffs? And do you feel like there is enough, uh, again, again, going back to the lore, lore there to kind of get like a Tekken Bloodlines version of Street Fighter? Ooh. That's, that was a great tie in. Um, I definitely do feel Alpha will be a good way to start, or just even like just reboot it from all the way from one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this picture of Ryu defeating Sagat that I love, and I put it on my computer. I was like, "Wow, I would love to see this fight actually taken out." Even like with those old Street Fighter One characters, like where only one of them actually came back, which which was Gen. Mm-hmm. So like to see. Early Ryu, early Ken, Gen, Sagat as the final boss. Like, to see, like, because remember, like, Dan hates Sagat. Because mm-hmm. Sagat his father. Mm-hmm. Even see how that fight played out. Like, a young Dan watching his father being murdered and stuff like that, which is, inspires him to, to create his own fighting style. But, you know, he's a joke. So, I would love to see that, man. Because, um, especially what they did with Tekken Bloodlines. Because I, I, at first I was like, why are they starting from Tekken 3? But when I saw how they did the story, I was like, actually, that was a very smart choice. Yeah. Because when you really look at the story of Tekken 1 and 2, story-wise, yeah, it's a very fast-forward story. Yes. And then, but Tekken 3 was the real pinnacle of like a time skip, but then these are the events that actually happened. And then, you know, the way how they tied in the story between Heihachi versus Kazuya, and especially since we all play we know the fucking truth. Mm. So, and I was like, but ain't no Kazuya slander on this anime, okay? He is a victim. <laughs> true. True, true, true. So, but, um, yeah, but like, I would love to see them start all the way from the beginning. All the way from the beginning. Um, just, 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 yeah. Actually, yes. That actually, like, what Tekken is doing with um Bloodlines, showing us, like, Critical entries and an animated style for you to understand the fullness of the story. I actually think that's a very solid way to go. That Street Fighter is kind of overdue for its own like animated series, essentially. I definitely think that, that will be actually very good. That's that's mine. That's mine. That's my street. Uh, for those who are listening, uh, George holding up a copy of Street Fighter Two. That's that's no, kind of like this is Street Fighter Two. V. Yeah. You, you didn't know. Mm-mm. You didn't know. Oh, okay. Well, fun fact. This actually is pretty good. The only thing is some of the character designs were not too good. But you want to know the best version of Gaio? It's in that movie? It's in this. No, it's an anime. It's a, it's a, um, a miniseries. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, it's actually very, it's actually pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so this is actually, Street Fighter V is actually kind of like Alpha, though, to be honest with you. And that's Ryu. With Ooh. the spiky hair. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. See, the character design wasn't really, yeah. on, the, wasn't really <laughs> on the money. The character design wasn't on the money, man, because you should see Charlie. Charlie looked like Dolph from Magnum PA, just with with, with a with a boy head. Yeah, he looked like Dolph. That's Charlie. Charlie looked like Charlie from the Chun-Li Legends. Yeah. I was... I, I couldn't believe it, dog. Yeah, kid. So... Street Fighter, as you can see, as as I just mentioned, doesn't have a very good track record of live action, anything. I remember Bison was that dude from uh, the Gridiron Gang movie, or um, r- not Rundown, um, Walking Tall with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That was Bison. The main antagonist of that film was Bison. Yes, he would have been a great Bison. <laughs> now that I think about it. I just couldn't believe it, dog. So yeah, um, <laughs> I think with the animation, man, the reason why Street Fighter Two worked so much is because everybody was okay with being. Everybody was on Edge Lords, man. This generation can't handle that well. You know what I'm saying? The Edge Lord era, like it was edgy. It was too. It was. It knew who it was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With Street Fighter Two. And everybody was okay with what was going on. You know what I'm saying? You can't get a Chun-Li scene like that now. Oh, no. never. No, never. Never. Not, not, that I, not that I felt like I needed that scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, just throw some kicks. But, you yeah. Know. It didn't oh, age yeah. as well as I... Like, I watched it recently. I'm like, they really didn't need to do this. She did not need no, to be no, they didn't. dressed they didn't. like they didn't. this. Or yeah, have a nude didn't. scene. To be honest, maybe maybe coming out of the shower and getting dressed down in the clothing—that's yeah, cool. That might seem yeah, sense. yeah. But uh, other than that, like, nah, they need to. But you know, um, they were mad edgy, and I think that always goes well with fighting. That's probably why we have the, the best fighting movies. Anything comes out of those eras. Um. So, um, with that, this—I don't know, man. It's, it, it'll be. I feel like if they do it, they'll go for like how to train your dragon. No. <laughs> type story. No. I'm, it's not gonna be edgy, man. It, no. it needs you for for Street Fighter to work. It'll have to have um, it'll have to have a, a director who can who can handle the story and who can do scales and weights of storytelling, man. Like uh, like um, the guys who did Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. I would love to see them do Street Fighter. Okay. The first studio. The first okay. studio. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones who are doing Villain Saga now. Yeah. I would love for them to introduce, see them interpret the supernatural. You know, because yeah. supernatural attacks, you know what I'm saying? Um, they like, The reason why the animations worked, man, because they had somewhat of a cohesive story, man. We knew we knew Bison was the villain. You know, we knew he had this organization called Shadow Lou. Um, but now, if you're going to go that route, stuff has to make more sense. But I, I guess my question then, uh, and either of y'all can answer, because is it just are we all on the same page that we don't think that Street Fighter needs to be revisited in live action? Because I think in terms of character design, they're probably some of the most obtainable. Where it's like you can kind of get pretty close to accurate with a majority, at least, of the base roster. No more live action. No more live action. 
as opposed to Van Dam. And I feel like this is the hill that I'll stay on. I believe anime is anime for a reason. Mm. Like, just to let your imagination just soar. And I feel like when it comes to live action, like, yes, we have new technology and it's growing as it comes by, but it's just like, there's just certain things that don't hit, bro. Mm. Like, you try to give us that live action Dragon Ball. Yeah. So we saw what happened with that. Like I said, bro, like, I don't think we we don't never need another live action ever again. I do feel like, you know, with the properties that they do have, animation is the best route. Fair. Because like, like I said, even with, if they do end this game with this installment, um, or maybe one more, animation is the best way to go moving forward. Because that's honestly what, the, what I feel what Tekken is doing with Bloodlines. I feel like they're coming to a close, like, hey, you know, what about we want to end this series? But let's give you some taste of nostalgia to keep it long, that longevity. Mm. Okay. Different forms of media. And anime is the top one. You know, you put it out on Netflix. It was like five to six, five to six episodes. And I loved every last single one. My main critique is that uh, Paul fought Kuma off screen. I was a little bit upset about that. I, I wanted to see him fight yeah, the bear. Bad. That was bad. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because... Even though it's it's obviously like uh, story accurate, I'm like, how did this man defeat an actual grizzly bear? How that knows karate, <laughs> that, the, yeah. the Shuma style, crazy. <laughs> how <laughs> I need to um, see it. <laughs> did you know that Tekken had a, a movie already, right? An animation movie. Yes. Yeah, with Kazuya. Yes. Yes. Yeah, if you didn't see it, yeah. Um, that was my first. That was my first. That was my first video I got from um, Blockbuster. I rented it. I rented it. Um, my brother rented it for me. And that movie has a lot of blood, bro. Boy. Yeah, there's a part where Kazuya fights a raptor because they're on the island of uh, Dr. Boskanovich, I think. And he tears the raptor <laughs> open. Like, like, he rips the jaw open. And then the raptor, one of the raptors, spoiler alert, eats Anna, bites her head off. Yeah, like that that thing was so bloody. <laughs> yeah. A very loose um, telling body, of the <laughs> Yeah. Um Bruce is there. Bruce is working for Heihachi, just like in the actual um game. All the people, all Heihachi's henchmen are working for him. You know what I'm saying? Like Bro, Bruce coming back. I don't know why you don't like Bruce, dog. But like, kid, Bruce is popular. Now, now, bro, like, like, you can tell they, you can tell when they do swaps. Yeah, Fifth is the new black icon character. I mean, Bruce never was a black icon character for Tekken anyway, but you can tell now. Leroy is the better character. They don't even fight the same. They don't even fight the same though. Yeah, because that's why. Because they replaced Bruce with Faku Ramen, like a Muay character for an actual Muay character. But they hate Faku Ramen. He's played, but he's not well received. Because they're like, "Yo, why don't you just give us Bruce?" <sighs> and then a lot of your Tekken players that are like champions are Bruce mains. They had to go to Josie Aldo because they forced him. But they're Bruce mains. Were. <laughs> No, if Bruce come back, they're gonna. I mean, they're definitely gonna receive Bruce, man. Just like how we want um, Forest Law. We got Law, but we uh, we want Forest Law. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want. I wouldn't mind him. I don't like. I'm not like, oh man, remember that one time when Law's son joined the roster? Like it's yeah, yeah, you know, like <laughs> and fought exactly like his dad. It's like ah, yeah, sorry, Jory. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm not alone. Rock so, Lee and Metal Lee, just, you know. It's, yeah. It's just, it's, 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 <laughs> nah, well, Metal Lee is kind of, kind of. Come on, like you, you setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. He's not gonna beat. He's not gonna beat the iconic scene where the weights, unless yeah. you give him a Gohan moment. Yeah. Drop them. But, drop but, them but <laughs> yeah, but like you know, the same writers of you know uh, Street Fighter are writing Boruto right now, so that's why they need to do a reboot. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess the the final topic to close us out on uh, our mostly Street Fighter uh, centric episode. Sorry for y'all who came just for Street Fighter. You know, you know, we we good for a, a tangent. <laughs> um, uh, the last the last topics I wanted to cover um, in our, our Street Fighter nostalgia uh, uh, section is what would be three to five of your guys like most iconic special moves that have sat with you throughout the Street Fighter franchise. Um, I'll go first. Uh, first on my list, like I was saying earlier with Jory, Ryu's um, Metsu Shuriken. You know, for all the reasons that I said earlier, it's 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 everything. It's the way he hits you. It's the way the characters react. It's the the rumbling. Like you can, it almost feels like this is must have this must have been what Sagat got hit with. Like I could see how that scar got left <laughs> on the buddy's chest. Like I'm like, bro, you, you. you are getting your chin rocked. By this uppercut. This is the uppercut of all uppercut. Like, to the point where I don't even think, for as cinematic as it is, and, you know, with the whole muscle flex of Street Fighter Six, I'm like, this is not as good as that Shuriken. That Shuriken, to me, is, not, is yeah. timeless at this point. Just everything. The, the the ink streaks. Everything about it was just A1. Uh, second thing for me was, to be honest, uh, Jury Street Fighter Six critical art. Like I know it's essentially an extended version of her of a four, where it's, you know she kicks you up, you know you she catches you on her foot, slams you down, and then picks you up, admires your face, and then kicks you away again. It's just I don't know. It's like in terms of embodying a character, it's just like it's if I was like this is Jury, I would just show him that critical art. Like this is who she is. This is what to expect. The flashing eye, the the psycho laugh, the the attention to things that don't matter. You know, it's just like I think that just kind of like cements her as like this is her character and then uh my last picks because i feel like it you know as i was uh, doing research for this i was like oh this is kind of more than three or five but i actually liked both uh yang and young's uh ultra one and ultra two in street fighter four like they're just they're really flashy it kind of gives you again in terms of character personality it's like there are twins who fight differently and and they don't copy and paste each other with special moves, which would have been like the easy way for uh, Capcom to go about. Like I think it's it's Yang that like kicks you through the air and almost treats you like a skateboard before kicking you down. And then you know it's just like it's just this flashy over the top like just bare knuckle brawling, you know, of just beat down characters. And I think it was it, it kind of cemented their kind of return to the franchise proper. And it's always just kind of sat with me. So that's my list for that. What about y'all? Uh, well, for me, of course, you know, the Asian demon. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very iconic move. It's like, even from like arcade days, like, if you were able to find somebody, that was the ultimate finisher. 
and all your boys behind one. And it's just like, it's that just an adrenaline rush. Uh, my next one, I've always been a, a more of a Ken fan. So, like, even like his, I'm calling it a, exactly for what it is the Firestyle Uppercut. Upper <laughs> the Shinyukin. <laughs> just seeing that, like, especially like as it's like, like ultra or super, whatever you like to label it as, it's just such a very cinematic moment, man. Very, very cinematic. Like, um, like, yeah, like, you know, Ryu's always been, like, the more noble-ish type of style character, but Ken was the more flashier one. Mm-hmm. Um, so even after that, I mean, you know, to go back to what you said, Jury, like, it's just, like, how you said, that captures that personality. Like, cause to be honest, like, you don't even know, like, she's technically, she's a villain, yeah, but not really. Right. Anti-hero at best. Yeah. Like she's just out there for herself, and then just like how, per- like I said, her personality is just so captivating, and you really see that in her move set. Like especially like with the supers, like even like her outros is like, bro, like yes, this is a character. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's three, and you said two more, right? Yeah, I mean it didn't have to be five. I just said three to five. I think the raging demon was a really good pick. I I forgot about that when that screen went black. The first time I, I was like, wait. Wait what? <laughs> wait, wait what just happened? It's how, it's how it happens to you. And you just <laughs> you just see the health bar just. Mm. <laughs> I would say my last one. Um, you know the original Spirit Bomb, Oro. Oh, okay. Wasn't expecting that pick, but yeah, okay. Okay. And I would definitely say it's the more the Street Fighter Six version. I would say. Because like I like even from Third Strike, he was always just a very quirky. Yeah, you mean, you mean five, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was always just a quirky character. Like from Third from Third Strike, even to bringing him back in five, he was just like there was just something very weird about him, and it, was just, and it showed in his fighting style. The man literally fights with one arm. He's holding the turtle. He has these some type of anti gravity type of moves, and then Lily. His ultimate is like, bro, the man literally uses a spare bomb on you. It's like, you can't beat that, bro. True. Can't beat that. True, true. All right, Dre, same thing for you. Three three to five. Special moves that sat with you. All right. Special moves that sat for me, I'm going to say, I'm going to go like this. Number five, I would say um, Fei Long's second ultra. Mm, The one-inch punch. Yeah. Because I can feel the tension in his muscles winding up in his entire body and him hitting you. And then just seeing the characters and like, I felt it like, yo, you got shot with a shotgun, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just, and you, that's it. That was one. Um, five, I would, uh, four, I would say jury. Jury from, um, I still like Street Fighter Four's jury um, special, man. Only I because, mean, like, she would teleport. Like, the teleportation effects felt more impactful to me. Um, uh, for four, three, a dawn special. Um, not the rising jaguar, but his second ultra, where he goes. Um, ah, man, it's uh downward motion. He goes, yeah, he he, he goes on the top of your head with his um knees right here, and he just keeps hitting you with the elbows. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was wild to me. I was like, yo. Um, number, that's number three, right? 
That was, yeah, that was number three. Number three. Number two, I'm going to say Gaio Special in Street Fighter Six. But he put the foot right here, right here on your clavicle. Then gives you the foot yoke kid with the second foot. Done. Fair. I was like, yo. Fair. That's the coolest you've got in a minute. I'm not, he yeah. plays, He puts the foot on your chest to kick you in the chin. <laughs> again. <laughs> I was done. Disrespectful American. <laughs> right here. I love it, dog. I love it. I love it, dog. I was like, yo, this is. This, I'm. I'm happy, man. I'm happy, dog. So, but um, then we we get to 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 the number one special. At first, I was gonna give it to Street Fighter Three, because Street Fighter Three's met. I don't know if it's called the Metsu Shoyuken, but in Street Fighter Three, um, Street Fighter Three, uh, Third Strike, Ryu's, because the camera would come closer and closer and closer, and then he would finish. Mm. That was my favorite one. Mm. But then when they did the Metsu Shoyuken, the story, I came from college, the game dropped, <laughs> came from Miami Dade, picked up the rapper, I said, okay, whatever, popped it in, started playing, because, you know, I like Ryu, I'm playing, da-da-da-da-da. Person, yo, at that time, I was, the, person was, the person got on my nerves, so I said, nah, I could get revenge on homie, dog. Ah. <sighs> That rib cage, bop that. When I did the combo combination correctly, and then the meter went down, the panel goes black and white. The ink splat, the impact. Like I thought he was gonna go into the next dimension because the black and white screen like reminded me of classic Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, this guy's dead. It's almost a freezer gut punch that Goku does of just like it's like, bro, you are crumpled over. And I was like, there's nothing that hits harder than this special. That special felt so satisfying. There was nothing like it, man. Um, there was nothing like it, man. And then that, that's it, man. Um, okay. uh, I would say uh, my honorable mentions for, for Street Fighter offshoots, I wrote them down so I didn't forget, uh, would be, again, I'm a sucker for combination attacks. So Marvel, versus, Marvel Super Heroes versus Street Fighter introduced the double Shinku Hadouken. Ryu and Ken, that you could only do as a combination super. Otherwise, Ken doesn't do the same Hadouken as Ryu. And I was just like, yo, it's like, you just think of yourself a double Kamehameha. Basically, you're just like, this is crazy. And then uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, Chun-Li's Kikoho. Because before, I remember you, you know, the little small blast she would do, or kind of like a little spiral wave that wasn't too big. Marvel vs. Capcom, it encompasses her as a gigantic ball of energy. You're just like, this is... You know, again, like a super move. Like, yo, I ain't know Chun Li. You know, Chun Li was capable of doing that. I thought it was just kicks, and it's just like this big old ball of just like energy wave, basically. So, and then last, I last, got... last but not least. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> um, okay. Because I, I got some honorable mentions. Okay, I mean, if you go real quick, yeah. real quick, because we are yeah, real, real, already, fast, yeah. real fast, real fast, real fast, real fast. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Oh, you, you got to finish. You no, finish I was gonna go to the next topic. That was my only two oh. mentions. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Me, um, Bison, because I love the voice actor um, from part four, where he does, uh, this place shall become your grave. It goes in and then drills the person's gut. Mm. That's, that's mine. Number four. Then um, El Fuerte's second. El Fuerte. Yeah. Bro. El Fuerte's second special, where he, he slides through you. 
Then he spins you around. Then while you're spinning, he scissor kicks you. Beautiful, dog. That's true. You did use your neck as like a... Amazing. This thing is crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Because you died. You died. That's fair. You died. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. All right. That was it. Uh, And then the last topic real quick is again, uh, three to five... um, character designs that have just sat with you um so for me um my first pick again these are not in any order um but my first pick is going to seem a little unexpected i guess in comparison to all the characters we've seen but i've been a big long-running fan of chun li like i i feel like chun li if i had to make a comparison to to dragon ball z right chun li kind of gives me chi chi energy right of like She's cool, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't dislike her, but she's kind of she's like the she's the flagship girl of Street Fighter, right? So you're like she doesn't stand out as much as necessarily like a Cammy does. Definitely not like a Jury does. She's just kind of there. But I feel like over the years, Chun Li, they've done just enough with her to make her still kind of have that cool factor of like, you know, again going back and doing research for this episode, I'm like her Street Fighter Five. Super was kind of dope. Like, they just do enough with her to kind of still make her relevant enough. You know, even Street Fighter 6, she's doing, like, Wing Chun, com- like, combos and her ultra. It's just, like, enough stuff that kind of make her, like, this is, again, fighting games leading lady. Like, this is the one. This is the template of which all your other favorite uh, fighting game girl characters was born from. Um, and then, of course, you know, just, like, the, the, the trademark puffs. Everything about her, to me, has just kind of aged well. Um, next, for me, again... Controversial pick, Dan. Dan. Like, I'm going to tell you why. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you why. Dan, to me, might be one of one when it comes to parody characters. Because normally, especially in games like this, right, where it's like you, you have these characters who train themselves endlessly and get it through the mud. We haven't seen... I remember when I found out what Dan's backstory was, and you're like, here is a man who has been training himself relentlessly to avenge his father's death and, you know, making up his own fighting style and he can't do it. And I, you know, like you just, you, you like, you think of again, of every anime trope you've ever seen, every fighting game trope you've ever seen, they get defeated. They find a way to power up and, and hone their skills and come back with a vengeance. That's never been Dan's story. Seeing the Gadouken for the first time, I'm like, bro, what is happening? What is this? <laughs> like, what, what, what is happening? And I just felt like he, again, in terms of iconic, he has set the template of like, I don't know if there's another parody character. If I had to pick the fighting game parody character, Dan might be number one for me. I don't think any other uh, brand has done a parody character as well as Dan. I would even argue that some of the love that people give to Johnny Cage comes from Dan. Johnny Cage is just competent. But I see y'all want to give me pushback for I finish my list. So go ahead. Tell me, tell me, tell me why Dan is. is, is no, 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 no. I, I mean, I was gonna say, wasn't it Frank West from? Wait, Tim, what, what you say to me? Put that down very well in terms of Dan. I was like, I because I first was like, bro, where are you going with this? But then you, the way how you wrap that up, I was like, okay, he's right. Yeah, not everything is a success story. You don't always, you don't always check off every goal. I'm, I'm sorry, Dan is. I mean, he's he's Steven Seagal, so you know. <laughs> yeah but I don't see anything wrong with that again if I'm talking about if a character was designed as a parody character goes because you know usually it's the over the top especially in the 90s fart joke 
they're just you know these these frumpy looking characters. It's like no, his his backstory is extremely compelling. He wanted to learn how to fight to avenge his dad, and couldn't master the hado, so he taught himself. Sorry, I just I find that I just I just think it's 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 aged well for me. Um, and then I guess real quick, Young and Yang for obvious reasons. I just think it's they they everything about even the baseball cap. It's just. It's just I don't know. It, I, it's a '90s aesthetic that has somehow carried over to the 2000s. You know, I, I think they're just done really, really well. They're they kind of remind me of uh, uh, the actor that played Kino in Ninja Turtles 2, or uh, same actor from uh, Surf Ninjas. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ex- that is a perfect tie-in. Yes. You know, because we all wanted to be him when we were kids. The man was super cut, just, just all muscle. And all of his fighting, you know, obviously as you get older, you realize his stunts. I'm like, bro, buddy looked like he was, get on, get on, get on. He's like, yo, who is this man? Ernie Reyes Jr., I think his name is. It just, they kind of give me that energy. Like, they're the, the either I wouldn't be surprised if they were, their character design was inspired by him. Like, I think they're just, they've aged well. And then lastly uh, would be Oni. Um, from the Street Fighter 4, you know, the uh, evolved version of Akuma. thought that was a really good concept. And not for nothing, Charlie. Street Fighter 5 version or? Um, just, uh, I would say just, just Charlie. Just Charlie. In, yeah, just Charlie in general. Just Charlie in general. Because for me, like I said, I was kind of a late adapter to some of the, uh, the other main entries of Street Fighter. So I remember it was Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter. You could unlock Charlie technically. And it was a continuation of his story after his death, where he was revitalized as, you know, a cyborg, whatever. But his whole thing was like almost like a silhouette character. So he's mostly in black. And you're just like, who is like, again, for me, who didn't know Street Fighter that well, I'm like, who is this like guile, like offshoot? Who's faster, sleeker? Again, the hair is just catches your eye immediately. Yeah. Like, guile with just like precision. I was like, oh, this is. He did. Guile does the sonic boom wrong. Yeah, you're supposed Charlie's to do it with like one just, hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed yeah. to do it with one hand. So Charlie, and you're not supposed to do a somersault when you do. God does it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, Charlie. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's Crazy. my five. Y'all can take it from there. Um, Akuma, Shinakuma, Shinakuma. Uh, I thought like the the white hair. Um and the purple eyes with the purple aura and the gi turning purple too. I was just like, dog, this is or dark blue, whatever it is. Crazy. I was like, man. And then he, I was like, man, I can't argue with this. I didn't know I needed this color scheme. I didn't think you. I would be. Uh, I didn't think the color scheme, the original color scheme of Akuma, would be more intimidating than Shin. Like anything could be more intimidating than that. And then there's Shin Akuma. <laughs> Um, amazing design for me, man. Um, one of my favorites. Um, character, um, yeah, Charlie. Charlie's one of them too, man. Charlie's like, man, I, I wish I care. I like, I wish I created a character that looks this cool, man. Mm-hmm. Glasses, the wristwatch, the the flight jacket, yeah, you know, everything, man. Yeah. Like, he's just. Character design is dope, man. Um, really enjoyed a lot, man. Um, 
Who else, man? And again, it doesn't have to be five. It could be three. It could be three. Um, who's in three? Oh, Makoto's cool. Makoto's cool. I like Makoto. Mm. I like Makoto with the gi. And uh, I like the, the fact that she had the uh, her belt around the neck. That was cool. That was a mm. little cool accent or whatever. Um, Mahone. Mount Mount. She's from Street Fighter Street Fighter Six. Uh, is, is that too soon? The no, the, the the French the French woman. The peak the peak oh, the, lady? the dancer the dancer yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah 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 I think really the character yeah yeah in your I top think, five hmm. okay yeah I think because she sticks she like for me she's she felt like she's always been there. And that's kind of like when I know Street Fighter is going down the right direction, because mm. um she she she's like a better version of Abel. Like yo, why didn't why wasn't this Abel? Her color scheme's still like Abel. She's both French, just like Abel is. Um, she's still ju- she's still a grappler. Yeah, you know, and um, Ali, yeah. She has so much personality. Like you know, she's a baller. She's a ballerina, but she's also a fashion woman. You know, and I, I like that bourgeois fashion woman design because JoJo's Bizarre Adventures like that. Even her wind pose. You know, I'm like, yo, she would have been a better Jolie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on. No, no Jolene slander, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, kid. No Jolene slander. But like, for me, for me, like, I was like, yo, I like this character design a lot, man. She's cool. Um, She's dope. Then um, I like... uh. So that's four. don't hate don't Still hate me. One more, that's yeah. one more? Yeah. a Yeah, you've been mentioning yeah. a lot during this podcast. Cause I like I like um I love I don't know why they don't do this, but I love his getup. I love the traditional Muay Thai. I feel like it's so unique and it's iconic. I love the Muay Thai. Um, I don't know what they call them, man, but they wrap around the armbands. Okay. Yeah. Um. So those armbands and the headpiece. I love that headpiece so much because I like Mortai and then the um the fighter band. If you didn't know, my the character I created has the um the um bandage wraps around his mm-hmm. fist. I love that. I love the bandage wraps on the feet, and I love how his uh his pants are. So for me, and then Don's hair, you know, if his voice wasn't like that, character all the way, man. Mm. Okay. But I think Don's a very unique character design. He's up there. And then Tim, three to five character designs that just sat with you. Um, well, uh, this was definitely a late entry, you know. I definitely, I like Street Fighter V's version of E Honda. Okay. These paints, even like, you know, the sumo get up, like, like, I was like yo, like, E Honda looking rich. Like, like <laughs> looking real rich, like, no, like, bro. This ain't just a sport for me, bro. Like, I got businesses. I got a family name and stuff like that. So, like, I just love his whole getup. Um, uh, design, another design that really stuck with me was um, I got I to gotta combine them together. Yulin Yang's design, man. Like, just that urban-ish with the skateboard, the skates, the caps. Even, like, their theme song from Third Strike. Is one of my favorite songs just to play the instrumental of, like, and you feel that urbanness in it. Like, I just, I just love them as characters, man. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, and um, the last one, it would it, you know, it's my main girl, Jury, Street from Street Fighter Four, man. That white pink with the black spider symbol, bro. And you know, half her face was covered because she had the little mechanic, like the cyborg guy. Mm-hmm. Like she, she just was so captivated, man. Like, but like, yes, those those characters designs have always stood out to me. Okay, okay. I think that's that's a that's a good sum up. I think that's a good uh, sum up. Oh, go, all right, go ahead, Jory. <laughs> One honorable mention. Um, I actually two. I like Bison. I like Bison's design, yeah. Bison. Dictator. Yeah, so I, okay. I'm kind of curious to hear where you're going like, Because for, for us, if we didn't know where his inspiration came from, it wouldn't have bothered you. Like, now you no, people it, know subconsciously. It doesn't bother me. It's not that like, it bothers me. It just, Bison's design out of everyone else just feels more like a sign of the time. Of like, it's the, the, the what? Propaganda and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, propaganda, the the chuckling ominous big bad in the corner. You, you can see evil, the the way he's like everything about him is just like almost like a nineties Disney villain. In the Ooh. best of ways. Because it was the nineties. Man, I don't know. I yeah, I mean, but I, I you know, I actually don't hate that though, man. You know, again, there's nothing wrong with it. I just think in terms of like, you know, Street Fighter is what? 40 years old you know, at this point. And, you, this and we say that happened. now. We say that now, but the way fashion's going, I would give it a good three more three more years to where like, oh, this design is fire. It's actually not as outdated. I mean, as far as ever, if we were to, you know, get into fighting game villains, you know, I think in terms of, of uh, impact, he's up there. He's probably uh, maybe top five fighting game wise in terms of just um, a design that kind of catches your eye right away. If that makes sense. But I just think in terms of like how it's aged over the years, I don't think Bison holds up as well as some of these other characters. They haven't done enough with him, even with alternate costumes. Where I'm like, eh, it's just, you know, it, 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 it fit that era perfectly, but it's, it's just not, if I had to give it a go again, I don't know if this is a design I would look as like the one. Okay. I don't know. And then Seth. Yeah, Seth. Seth. First one from four. I actually like both versions of Seth. Yeah, actually. Female Seth is Orochimaru. How can I be mad at that? Basically. I, I, I thought Orochimaru design is one of the A1, which we've spoken about, is one of the most terrifying things you could do in a shonen villain ever. And I think Seth is just very inspired by that. And I don't I think it's great. I don't know. It was a little off-putting at the time when they revealed him, and you're just like, why, why does he have a woman's body? But the timing wasn't helping, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it was fire. It was fire. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, y'all boys, this has been our Street Fighter Six mostly <laughs> podcast. Uh, I want to do something different for episode three. You know, normally we cover a, a variety of topics, but I felt like, you know, coming off the heels of the release... Um, as we're gearing up for the summer of, of games dropping, you know, I think uh, watching Capcom kind of really take their fighting game uh, section off life support with this game has been um, a pleasant surprise in the best ways. 
you know, and I think even in this conversation, they kind of encapsulated of, of what has really sat with fans of video games, but fighting games specific, specifically about Street Fighter over the years. So any closing thoughts before I wrap it all, wrap, wrap everything up? Like I said, after we don't spend one hundred and twenty dollars worth of DLC, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so to piggyback on Tim, like you know, if I'm a cognitive person, right, I don't want to get rid of my legacy characters, but I also want to move forward. Um, you know, you can you can do a reboot. Okay, okay, and for me, I... back to go back to formula. Okay, I, I would be, to be honest, I would be open to both um, routes. I wouldn't mind Street Fighter coming to a close. I think there's nothing wrong with a fighting game franchise coming to a definitive close. I think it should be employed more rather than just games just disappearing. But yeah, I think in terms of the next 40 years, let's just say, of Street Fighter, I don't know if they're going to be able to sustain the current storyline. All right, y'all, this has been another episode of the Gamer Podcast. You can follow us on our various social media handles. The links will be in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. Thank you guys again for joining us for another episode.